Do you ever think about um, rock climbers? In what way? In like, you know, they spend all their life trying to get, you know, you know, climbing rocks. Uh, but you are already standing atop of the biggest rock on the planet. The planet <laughs> itself. <laughs> so it's been I, a dark old week. It's been, uh, yeah, good, something like that, I suppose. The fucking start of this has been a bit dark now. Ah, well, you know, it'll be dark. Uh, Nighttime. They see after I kicked them off the fucking cliff. Blind them in the eyes, as opposed to somewhere else. Fair, 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 fair. How is Niall, you little munchkin? Me little, me little flower pot, me little cactus. I had a nice, had a nice day out in Ikea. Bought myself a new desk the other day. Very eventful. I'm I actually got desk related puns, but I can't think of any. Actually got uh, I actually got food in it as well at the restaurant. Did you get the cake with the horse? The what? The cake with the horse in it. No. But that was a thing, wasn't it? Don't know. Their chocolate cake is made entirely of horses. <laughs> was it a thing? I don't know. It's I um, think it was a thing with their meatballs, but I think I don't think it was like a full, you know, amount. I just think that there mm. was some horse in it. Yeah, and in yeah. fairness, like I've I have heard nothing but good things about horses. Why wouldn't you want to eat one? You know, <laughs> the, the the restaurant is very much like the like the airport restaurant. Did you just I go should... to a hotel? No. Were you in a but hospital it, cafeteria? It, it reminds me as much as it reminds me as uh, like a fucking like the airport or even a hospital sort of cafeteria. We also uh, went to the cafe or something at the at the end of it as well. I was going to get a hot dog, which I did the last time I was there last year, or the year before. Can't remember which one. So it's become a yearly tribute. Well, to considering the it's in Dublin, it wouldn't. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a day. You know, it really is. Like even if you tried to, like unless you knew exactly what you were getting, and you knew where to go, and you just went straight to the market below. And, and you know downstairs and just got your stuff you're spending a day in the place if you don't like if you're walking around you don't know what you're getting if you're walking like if you're literally walking around to get a kitchen or, or or an entire living room set you know sofas and stuff like that which you can do you can get like it's essentially you can buy a fucking kitchen unless you know exactly what you want or you just get one or two things and you're going straight below and that's it you're you're in there for the day more or less i think we went at about half nine ten o'clock we weren't out of it till about Five. It is one of those things where it's it's nice to just walk around and see stuff. Same stuff every time. There's some new stuff, but it's a it's a day. And you didn't get me ending. I still like no well, hot dogs. No. Well, I mean, if I was getting a hot dog, it'd be fucking blue by now, so it would. I don't know what kind of fucking hot dogs you're eating, but you're really <laughs> like that's questionable as it is. And they actually, I didn't realize at the time until I was leaving that they actually do a used section. So they actually encourage you to bring in your old stuff if it's still, obviously if it's still in one piece and not broken up and all this sort of shit, mm. people to come in and buy secondhand. Didn't realize they did something like that. Um, like I could have, I didn't think of it, I didn't know they had it, but I could have brought my table in, the one that I had, and they could have sold it to somebody else who wanted it. I mean, it's only a, it was li- it's literally only a 50 quid table, four, le- four legs and a tabletop, and that's really, and it's wobbly as fuck, so it was. <laughs> You just show up like, hi, I just need a pawn off all of my stuff here. But if you look really closely, you can see where I drilled some holes in so that I yeah, could use things yeah, as a yeah. controller. Like, I, I will say, like, I will say, like, it, 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 it 
stood uh, the test. Like it, I had it for a couple of years, and it's managed to keep all the weight on it without breaking. It has. It, it did bend a little bit in the center because obviously I had no center support. It just had legs at the edges, but it's had monitors. It's had multiple monitors monitors on it. It's had PCs on top of the tabletop. It currently, for the last while, had the Alienware one that I have now, which is even heavier because it's what because it's an ultra wide. Had that on top of it as well, and it only it's only kind of bowed a little bit, and it's still no, you know, it didn't break or anything like that. And I'd say obviously if I had it bounced on it, I probably would have. Um, but this new one's brilliant. This new one's like really sturdy and really stable. And um, I managed to get everything on it. I managed to mount. I say mount. It's like, it's like a desk mount. You just, you know, you oh, tighten it around that, the edge. That sentence went in a different, <clears throat> in a different direction that I was expecting. That's, that's a plus. <laughs> it's my monitors, my two monitors, and it's it's actually looks really well. It's actually managed. It hasn't tipped over yet, which is nice. And how was your um, how was how was your first interaction with with Dublin people in some time? Were you like, are you the criminals? From the statistics, <laughs> there wasn't really. I don't. I can't. Like I obviously didn't really talk to anybody in IKEA. God, just kind of walking God. around. That's how I feel about people who climb rocks. Like, just be happy you're standing on a rock. <laughs> the, you don't need the, to go higher. That's <laughs> the only. Uh, the only customer service person I talked to was English. So that was interesting. I found it easier the first time to go through the the, the market. I don't know what way they had the market laid out. Below. I thought you were going to say you found it easier to talk to the English guy the first time. <laughs> Um, like I don't know what it was the first time I went which was two years ago I think actually maybe two and a half I was able to find my stuff no problem and for some reason this time granted this time I couldn't actually find it because you couldn't actually get it in the market you had to get somebody else to go get it for you I don't know if it was the type, because of the type of the desk it was or because it was new but I remember then I realised then that like when you go and you look at your stuff it actually gives you the aisle and the number as to where it is with the code and it didn't do that with my table. It, it had, someone had to go off into a different warehouse and get it for me. I was like, right, well, that makes sense. I was like, I, I, was, I was so confused. I was like, this was much easier the first time when I went looking for stuff. And, and I couldn't figure out why. But um, other than that, I know last week I, I mentioned I was going to play Deus Ex. I haven't. I, I honestly don't understand how quick a week can go. The people are sick and tired of your lies. Um, and fucking, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll, do, I'll play it later. And then it's fucking... Tuesday or Wednesday and I'm like I still haven't played it yet and I won't play it tomorrow because I have to edit this and then probably plan some stuff for social media for the week it's only three days but it takes a day day. overall doing this and doing posts takes about a a good day to get it done which is grand I can get it all done and scheduled and out and ready to go Uh, and then I'm like yeah I'll do it tomorrow and then something else happens or something like for people who don't know I mean like I don't I don't really talk about it because it's not really but like I haven't worked since last September and I have actually never felt so fucking busy <laughs> in the last seven, eight months just doing general stuff. Whether it's helping around the house, whether it's fucking getting stuff made or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Like, I mean, last week I was going to Ikea, fucking rescued a crow for people who don't remember. I say don't remember. I cut it out, I cut it out of the last week's episode because it was just, it was stretching. The intro was stretching a bit too long. I, I rescued a crow last week, which was uh, eventful as well. Like there's, it's just weird. Like even though you'd expect to have all the free time in the world when you're not working, it doesn't happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't happen. It just, I, you know, it's like, I don't understand. Like, like I know you love you're working and all, you know, and you're busy most of the week. 
But I guarantee if you just stopped all that, there would be something else. Yeah, sleep. <laughs> you do that anywhere in the middle of the I day. Do, I don't do it fucking enough, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like, I mean, it's one of those things of like, like I couldn't. Somebody I couldn't. messaged me today and they messaged me before. Be, be, they messaged me 20 minutes before I was due to start. Now, did I reply to it? Absolutely not. Did I make yeah. sure it was left unseen? Yes, because mm-hmm. I wanted them to feel the contempt I held for them. Well, they probably sent it to you so that you wouldn't look at it until nine. Or they probably wanted to send it to you before nine so you could get it at nine. But I wouldn't look at it either. That does not subtract the fact that the twats. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't look at it either. No, I wouldn't. Like Specifically, from, it was no. it was to call me. It, it wasn't just like, you know, a message. It wasn't just like, oh, hi, look, what are you here's the thing. Like, Respond yeah. when you're in. It was yeah, like, yeah. hey, uh, I, I see your, your thing is blah, 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 blah. When do you start? And I was like 10. They're like, cool. I'm just going to call you in a minute. I was like, no, you're fucking not. <laughs> Good luck. Um, so you were so you were in for ten, but they were calling you at half. They were texting you at half eight. Yeah, no, like I, it was. It wasn't even half eight. It was like it was like nine o'clock, and I had mm. just turned on my uh, stuff just so that I was in, so that like I can go downstairs and and uh, devour about five boxes of cocoa pops. Which also a controversial opinion. Let me just uh, actually fuck fuck the work thing. Right, we have a topic <laughs> that I need to discuss. Cocoa pops are not to the same quality that they used to be, and I don't know if it's that they changed the cocoa powder. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's that they changed the rice, but the cheap versions of them, the the knockoff versions of cocoa pops with like that that weirdly racist looking monkey, <laughs> who who like he he. <laughs> I just I'm, I'm and it's not always, it's, then, it. and then they, they rename it to like. Choco Puffs or something. something I random. genuinely think they're <laughs> called like Choco Puffs or some shit. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, like, I just, there's something about the monkey that just makes me uncomfortable. And I don't yeah. know what it is, but it, it's like, I feel like he's, he's killed Coco the monkey because he's a different type of monkey. <laughs> like, they're two warring clans of monkey. Yeah. And he it's just, like, he knows yeah. something. It's like his clan have killed Coco's clan over the correct cereal composition. Yeah, do you remember and like the old, knows. the old original Mickey Mouse, and then the one we know now? It's like that yeah. sort of. It's like those sort of two. It's like the old one In came fairness, back that and was killed a super the new racist one. Mickey Mouse. Oh, that's very compared true. Compared yes. to the current yes. Mickey Mouse, because that yeah. Mickey Mouse was that Mickey Mouse was shady as fuck. Yeah, and that's what I mean by like this Mickey Mouse is. They're not Mickey Mouse. Coco the Coco he's like, Puff the he's monkey. He's like the he's like the, 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 the he's like the. The, the cousin that nobody knows about that looks almost like him but has a moustache or if something. If I remember you know? correctly and I'm not entirely sure I do I feel like he has a backwards baseball cap on and that alone oh, is he enough could. Yeah, 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 yeah. he, he should be put down for that. The consistency the chocolatiness like the whole like hey way more healthy for your kids now if I was feeding my children chocolate rice covered puffs <laughs> health is not my primary concern. <laughs> I am in this for the chocolate covered cocoa puffs, and I not, am cuckoo yeah. for cocoa puffs. Would you not? Would you not compromise? No, go fuck yourself. No, 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 no. Would you not kill the monkey and have, get some granola with, and then chocolate chips? Yeah, but have you had the? Have you had the the crunchy nut granola with the big chunks of chocolate in it? 
Yes, I have. You get, yeah. about, you get about two fucking bowls, and that's it's about true. seven euro and half a mortgage, and the soul of your first But that's child. why that's why you get your granola in Aldi or Little because you get a bigger bag for less. Or do you think I actively go out and do the shopping? I go into Tesco, <laughs> right? At half ten when they're going to close, at five at like to eleven, 11 before it closes, <laughs> and I make because it's it's empty. There's less chance of yeah, anybody yeah. holding. I always did that. Yeah, it was fucking great. Yeah, they don't they don't they don't open till eleven o'clock anymore here in the dog. They don't. It's ten o'clock now. Oh, you see, the, 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 there's there's one in uh, there's one in Drada that that's. I think the latest is like half 11 or 11 o'clock. Yeah, I, I, used to, I used to love going in at like, you know, 11 o'clock at night or whatever it was, half 10, quarter 11. And oh, you go in and you're great. like, I'm going to get two things. And you come out with five Belgian caramel triple chocolate white space bar cookies. Because it's five <laughs> for one before they go yeah. off. And you're like, yeah, Jesus, yeah. I can I can feel the diabetes coming off yeah. this, but I'm going to yeah. fucking enjoy it. And I also I'd like just... Like it's, you go in and you're like, I'll, I may as well pick up a basket because like I'll grab yeah. one or two things, yeah. and all of a sudden then you have basket rolls yeah. and yeah. six legs of salmon, yeah, and for six some reason of- <laughs> you bought you bought time you've never used it before, but you know you yeah. were running out of it, and then aren't we all, like, Patrick? Aren't, aren't we, we all? all? <laughs> like I've I've never had to use tampons, but like I I've heard they're great for gunshot wounds, and I may as well have them in the house just in case somebody tries it. <laughs> just a lot of a lot of relevant things like that. Have I bought multiple toothbrushes? Yes. How many do I use? One. Well, to be honest, I like to go into a field, and I like to get like a long like strain of barley, and that's what I use. And we'll pick it through your teeth. Yeah, because barley has like little like docks on it, and that like you can you know that that'll that'll clean. And it's just you know, Do you know what else has docks on it that could clean your teeth? Nettles. A toothbrush, you fucking dickhead. That's that's not very environmentally friendly, is it? You can get the ones that you are know what wood. you know what they did in ancient Rome when they had toothaches. Pulled the teeth out, I imagine. No, they died like real oh, people. Well, yeah, I suppose. Just they cop did, the fuck actually. on and they were, no, they did. They <laughs> absolutely did. They, they just died or they went insane or they got brain damage or they lost their ability to hear. Yeah, man. Jesus, that's fucking like, that's weird. That's a weird thing to think about. I, I say weird and like oddly like, her, like yeah, when you horrifying. think about it, you're like, actually, that's kind of fucking horrifying. Because, like, like, imagine a pain in your head, and even if you pull that tooth out, like that gum could go set. And like again, there's yeah. nothing that you could have. And the but, thing like, is, yeah, that unless you oh, were specifically know. rich, right? Mm. The bread wouldn't have been like it would have been fresh. But the problem was that the the like the the wheat wouldn't have been like yeah. beaten down properly. Like the chaff would still have tiny stones in it, so you could just yeah. be eating your bread, and all of a sudden you just bitten down on a rock, and your tooth's fucked. Yeah. So like, Fuck yeah, and I mean, and, and that's a sort of that's a time where they would just, if they did at all, wash their fucking teeth with water. You know, just like just rub water around, around their gums and shit. It's like, I think they yeah. used urine. I could be wrong about that. Well, but I feel like it was something that they used to whiten because I know they used it for clothes. That was an entire business. Um, I don't mm. remember what they done for teeth. Um, I don't really, I, do, I imagine. That, I imagine like I imagine the the the, the wealthy would have used that, whereas the 
the middle class and the I mean, it was more the wealthy that would, you know, gorge themselves and go and vomit and then come back yeah. and have dinner again. I don't know about you, but after throwing up, I don't think, you know what? Those pivotals that I have downstairs would be fucking gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like, nothing kind of settles my stomach like, like pumping chocolate and fucking lard into it. That's, that'll, that'll go far. Surely they all had to be bulimic at that point when they're, if they're doing that constantly. Well, no, because it was it was only at, like big events, like yeah, yeah I suppose. big dinner parties, because they'd be like, oh, it's a fifteen course meal, but instead of it being like today's fifteen course meals where it's like everything is the size of your tongue, it would be like a fucking oh, be, hey, yeah, we have a pig, buffet. that's yeah. your pig, this is my yeah. pig, yeah, no matter with figs though, I had a fig in Paris. What are, are figs like a fruit or I've never yeah, actually had fruit, one. Yeah, yeah, they like they like they look like massive um, raisins, don't they? Yeah, they kind of, they kind of, uh, they kind of, I don't even know how to say it. They're very sweet. They're mm. like, they're, they're really sweet. They're nice, but it's also kind of, they, I, I've compared them before to like a putrid fruit because they kind of feel like they're that kind of mushy-ish. Yeah, I think, I think, well, fruit, when it, when it kind of, when it starts to kind of just go, a really bad fig. <laughs> when it starts to kind of go off, it, it. It's uh, it's a bit like a banana where like when the banana goes brown, it's actually generating more sugar. So it's actually sweeter. But I think the same happens to most fruit. Well, do you know that the bananas that you eat, um, like if you get like a banana flavored yogurt, yeah, that, uh, that banana is extinct. So that's how bananas actually used to taste. You know, like your general like popularized banana taste. Yeah. Yeah, so that banana is actually extinct. So all all of that flavor that used to be what certain types of bananas tasted like, but those bananas no longer exist. So that that's a synthesized flavor. Nothing we don't use the actual taste of bananas anymore because of global warming, guys. You, you you'd always notice that with food though. That it's like it's like if it if it tastes like something, it doesn't quite taste the same as if you were actually to have that thing beside you. It's always a little bit sweeter. It's a little bit different. You know, like, you, you know, you, you have like a flavoring in something, you know, whether it's banana, whether it's strawberry, whether it's, it's always slightly different than actual strawberries. Join us next week where we talk about the different types of vegetables that you shouldn't be eating if you want to maintain your gums. Niall is also going to talk you through his official cleaning. You could brush, start... you could brush your gums with broccoli. I, I don't actually know though. if that's true. You probably could. It's a bit what, like a what effect does broccoli have on you? You know, broccoli is quite uh, poisonous if not prepared correctly. No, oh. didn't. Killed Homer Simpson. <laughs> uh, did it kill Homer Simpson though? I don't think it killed him. I think it like put him into a coma and nearly killed him. <laughs> Although like, um, I think that's actually based in fact. I think it is actually genuinely quite poisonous. I'm not entirely sure. I surely that can't be true. A, because... a book on different types of poisons here. I'd imagine um, if, like, you didn't wash it or something and there was pesticides on it or some shit. But, I like, I mean, people eat raw bro- broccoli. So they do for fiber. Well, I know, like, in say so any side effects are not serious. Most common side effects is bowel irritation caused by the high amounts of fiber. So if you eat it, realistically, you will be uh, tooting for pooping. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, like, I mean, imagine. Like, I mean, it's not exactly nice. Oh, know, I fucking love raw. broccoli. No, I know. Oh, me, I mean raw. Yeah, I mean no, raw. Yeah, raw is not not ideal. I love like, like I mean, crunchy. Like I'm fucking wild for a bit of crunchy. Like bitch. carrots are fine raw. They're actually a bit nice. They're actually je- like uh, they're, they're yeah, base they flavor are, are nice. I, you know? I, again, I I prefer them like lightly steamed. 
Mm. I'm happy to have like carrot sticks and stuff like that. They are nice when yeah. I find that they're a lot nicer when they're colder. I cannot fucking stand. I cannot. What am I fucking from Chelsea? I don't like them when they're soft yeah. because I, I just, what's the point of eating vegetables if they're going to be steamed to oblivion? Like fucking give me some crunchy shit. Yeah, I, I much prefer broccoli that's baked in the oven. It's nice and crunchy. No, it's it, nice. Parsnips covered in honey. Hmm. Surprisingly, like, tangy, but but <laughs> smooth, but satisfying. Slimy, but satisfying. Fuck you, Lion King. God, Jeremy Irons <laughs> is fantastic. That <laughs> man has range. Do you know what else is satisfying, Patrick? Talking to me. This next article. <laughs> oh, <laughs> At the beginning of our topic. <laughs> have you died in me are you still low wouldn't you like to fucking know? Uh, okay so we'll get into it I suppose might as well just like me and the broccoli <laughs> uh, so there's an article with Jim Ryan so Jim Ryan you, I don't know if you you probably do know uh, Jim Ryan is the CEO of PlayStation and he was talking to or sh- rather he was talking uh, during a Q&A of a PlayStation segment of Sony's 2022 business uh, briefing. He was asked about Sony overall, but he was also asked about, you know, live service games. He was asked about PlayStation Plus and why games aren't coming to PS Plus or rather first party games aren't coming to PS Plus day and date. And that sort of, that sort of kind of, we talked about this a while ago as well about Xbox and Game Pass and first party, you know, exclusives and day and date games. And, um, how they can compete with Xbox Game Pass. I want to just read you a quote that he mentioned that's kind of broken up into this into this article that I find, that I just find interesting. Uh, and I think it's, like I said, it kind of goes back to the whole, is Xbox Game Pass profitable? And then, you know, uh, we, we know it's not, but it's it's that sort of question of like, it's good for it's the It's the same deal bad, as Netflix. Yeah, the stock, the stock the, valuation yeah. is higher than the actual, yeah. you know, maintaining it. So in the article, Ryan explained that gamers want great games. This is a quote, of course, in the article, okay? Yeah. Uh, that's, the fir- that's the first and most overwhelming perspective. How they are delivered is a rather secondary concern. In that perspective, PlayStation Studios have never been in a stronger position than now, and Sony expects that such a position of strength will only continue to grow. Sony is in a, and he, quote, and he says, a virtuous cycle in which success has allowed investment, which is generating more success, which is allowing for further investment. You know, it's the whole circle of life, I guess. Linking, there you go. Uh, And in turn will generate yet more success. The company feels that if they moved to a different model, which involved putting its AAA games into a subscription service on day one, there is a significant risk that the, uh, the virtuous cycle would be compromised and potentially broken and that it is not in the best interest of the PlayStation gamer. So I know I, he mentioned this before about, you know, it's not in the interest of the gamer. I can see the angle on that in the sense of, you know, if we lose money and we go bankrupt, it's, it's nobody's fucking interest. You know, no, nobody, get, yeah. nobody wins. You know, nobody gets good games. Nobody gets, you know, good story, story-driven games like Last of Us, like Uncharted, you know, all that sort of stuff. I understand that, especially when Sony is very, very much focused on story-driven you know, character-driven games versus what Xbox is doing. Because let's be honest, Xbox doesn't have the first-party games that Sony does. So in a sense, their risk, with the exception of Starfield, of course, because, you know, that's a whole different conversation. But 
in a sense, they're not, they're not really risking, they're not really having their own first party developers building games to put on the service. I know they've, they've acquired, you know, Bethesda, they've acquired other companies over the years and they will obviously be making games for that service as well. It's, it's this, it comes back to this sort of thing of like, are they putting as much money into those games as Sony is? Are they investing as much money into like, like obviously Starfield is a huge game huge game i can see starfield costing more than horizon and not running as well and not being as good when you play it especially the new one when you play horizon forbidden west it feels very very streamlined in the sense of it's not it's not bloated with story it's not bloated with side stuff it's not bloated with just shit to do whereas you take fallout 4 and stuff like that you know yeah, very uh, Bethesda game. It's it's there's a lot of stuff to do, and there's probably at at a certain point too much stuff to do. But it's one of those things of like how much money are they investing? I imagine they're investing specifically with Starfield. They're investing a shit ton of money, and I can understand from this sort of perspective if 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 gamers who are on PlayStation want the quality of games they're getting right now, that doesn't happen when you put them on a subscription service day one. And I completely get it. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, like, um, it, you're not wrong. Like, I mm. think I, I was thinking about this the other day where in, I think, Microsoft are focusing more on kind of becoming the services platform as opposed to just the, the platform that, that creates games. And I feel like mm. I feel like PlayStation is definitely leaning away from a subscription-based thing and definitely more into a hard, I know that's pretty much what you said anyway, but going from a subscription-based thing and turning into just like, hey, we're producing these games, these are coming from our companies, whereas Microsoft seems to be taking a different turn and going kind of more on the, hi, we're the, um, we're the umbrella and under this are all these different companies who are going to make their things and it's going to be on this far-reaching service that is Microsoft. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, like a lot of these things just kind of come down to if it works and if it doesn't. And at the same time, I also think people are kind of getting a bit bored of the whole streaming element. Genuinely, I I feel like people are kind of a bit more focused on, um, how can I put it? A singular product, something that they can enjoy and then something that they, they, they don't need to have 19 euro a month five different times across eight different things just so that they can yeah. maintain and stay up the fucking trend of whatever the fuck it is instead yeah. of being able to have something that's individual and, and exist kind of in that individual world i don't really know to be honest i don't really have a lot of opinions on it but i i kind of i, I think this goes back to the conversation that we were having last week or the week before about streaming platforms as well it makes sense in certain aspects it's just like focusing on really good development opportunities and really good individual projects. And just as you said, they're focusing on things that, that feel like a bit more lived in and a bit more bigger and a bit more, you know, a little quality over quantity. But I think at the end of it, it also comes down to the creative decisions and, and kind of what, what the idea is there as well. Like if you look at Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I'm not a big fan of like the new Assassin's Creed games, but mm. give me something with ancient Greece and I'm a lot more likely to engage with it. You know what I mean? Spend yeah. time there. Yeah. So like at the same time, service, cool, but I think it, it very much comes down to what it is. And I think that that's going to, I'd say it's going to be 70, 30 in regards to that. You know, that's going to be the main thing. And then, if it's going to be on a, a service or if it's going to be on a hard platform, then that's the choice that'll come in secondary, you know? I, I, I kind of feel as well that like, I know I'm probably one of these people and you're probably one of these people where we're just like, if we want to play a game, there's a good chance we'll just buy it. 
whether it's uh whether it's starfield whether it's you know sniper elite which is coming out this month which is coming to game pass as well yeah. uh day and date fucking it doesn't like if it's if it's a game that's on the service and it's it's, it's i think it's more so so here's the thing if i was if I wasn't on PC, and obviously we are probably, obviously it's just us two, or like, you know, are on PC. There's probably many more people who probably don't even play Xbox games through the Xbox uh, app because it's not on Steam. But if I had an Xbox and if I didn't have a, have a PC, and those were the two consoles I had, I probably would use Game Pass much more than I currently, which which is like nothing, which is not not at all right now, because I only have those two options. I only have PlayStation. I only have Xbox. Whereas I I don't have an Xbox, I have a PC, and it's 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 this idea of if I'm buying an Xbox specific game that is, you know, made by Xbox like Gears of War era, I try to find it somewhere else other than the Xbox app because more so in the last, you know, year or so, uh, year, year and a half, because it's an extra app that's a pain in the fucking hole. You know, I it's the same sort of stand I have the same sort of scenario with, with Epic. Will I, will I, you know, take the free games from Epic? Absolutely. Will I buy a game on Epic? Not if I can help it, because it's another platform. I have to remember where the fuck my game is. And it's, it's, I know, it's just you like, know, you, you know end what up that with password, six apps. That what that password is off the top of your head, or do you have to go <laughs> looking for it? Oh, no, I like, I have, I have, I have a password manager. I don't remember any passwords anymore. I've stopped, because it ends up being the same password. If I decide to, you know, try and remember them all, I have a password manager. They're all in there. It's, granted, they're all, you know they're all still signed in on the on the on the on the on the computer. An odd time I'd have to re-log in, but there, it's a password manager. I just can't fucking. There's no. There's too many things for me to remember, and it's not going to happen. Yeah, no. I think I think I think you're right. I think I think I also I also think it's one of those things of like it's it's for the people who it's for. You know, the people who are going to use it are going to use it, and they're going to continue to use it. You kind of have to. You know, if they feel like they're getting a deal. Brilliant. If they have a load of games that they want to play, that's even better for them. And they're all in that service. That's great. For us and for, I imagine, many people who have, I don't know, I don't, it, sounds, it sounds kind of like, a, like an insult, like have a life and don't have the time to play every single game in the world. They're not going to use that service because that service is just going to keep, you know, it's just going to keep resubscribing every month and you're going to forget about it and you're going to realize you just spent 60 quid. And you played. I think that's why there's been such a push for for subscription models, though. Really, isn't it? Like, I mean, how many how many subscription models have you been a part of that you've been like, oh fuck yeah, shit, I need to cancel that. I'll do that later on, and then two yeah, months yeah, later, yeah. you're like, oh yeah. shit, fuck yeah. It is no, it is. I mean, it's it's the it's the it's the cleverest. It's the cleverest. Weirdly, it's the cleverest thing to keep people's paying for something, but yet. By the time someone cancels it, it probably wasn't profitable for the per- for the company who gave it to you. Unless it's like something like Netflix, where it's just like, there's just stuff being added every month and it might be something you want. I Yeah, I mean, I was subscribed to Netflix for how long? A couple of, you know, four or five years. Didn't even, just just let it roll. Just let it roll, you know. Watched whatever. Let it, there, might, there might have been one show that I watched and then six months later was another show I watched, you know. It's it, it's the same sort, and and like Xbox is even cheaper. You know, it's ten quid. You know, and you're getting you've got loads of games, and you and for some people it might be games that they actually want to play. And if that's the case, then absolutely it's beneficial to you. You kind of yeah. also have to look at the the sort of scenario of like, will it cost you more to get it through subscription by the time you finish it, 
or is it cheaper for you to just buy it? You know, so like, for instance, Starfield. If somebody finishes Starfield within, what is it? So like Starfield's probably going to cost, I mentioned this before, Starfield's probably going to cost about 60 quid. And Xbox Game Pass is 10 quid a month. If it takes you six months or more to finish that game, you've actually lost money. You as the consumer have paid more money for that game than you would have if you had just bought it. So if it's a case of you know you're not going to finish that game in six months and you realize that it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be worth your while to do that, then there's no point in you getting Game Pass. If you can finish it within a month, within two months, then you're laughing. You've paid 20 quid for yeah, the game. Yeah, I found that yeah. I have the, I have the this, this isn't just games, this is in general. I mm. see they have like a three month attention span. Yeah. And then I'm just like, okay, I've taken in all the information I'm willing to like put yeah. into this. So I need to move on now on board. Yeah. Um, and I suppose and, for people like that, it's probably great because it's one of those things of like, if you lost, if you lose interest or if you finish a game, you never play it again. Like, I imagine both of us don't have the time to play a game a second time or not a second time, but continue to play it after we finish the main story. We may come back yeah. in a year's time or a year and a half or two years, like The Witcher. The Witcher being, what, six years now? Eight, I think. Eight, is it? Fuck. Uh, no, it's, uh, it, it's either eight or ten or something like that. But on that, on that exact fact, like I played The Witcher through fully once in like every yeah. single quest and yeah. everything. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to go play it, going to go play it again. And then I did um, mm-hmm. eight years later. Because it, it it is just so big and you need the fucking time to yeah to be yeah. willing to sit down and, and like, and that's the thing. After work, I literally had to schedule time. Like, oh, I need to go and do some exercise. I need to do this. I have two hours that I need to do this quest. And then I'm going to try and do this and get this and do this. Um, and then when I got to the end of it, I was like, cool, new game plus in 20 years. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and the thing is, Mass Effect for me, like, I, I just played through the exact same mass playing through mass effect i just done what i done before well because i I got the ending i wanted before anyway but um yeah i i went and i done everything and it was very much just a nostalgia trip for me i knew exactly yeah. what i was doing but again those were two very separate things the, the, the aside from that is something like destiny where i can in for 40 minutes and fuck off yeah or something else that you know again like i can go in but imagine, imagine, imagine now, right? So take think, think about for it, think about how much money you've spent on Destiny. Okay, and obviously not. Destiny's a Des. Okay, well, you, you know, yeah, but Destiny's a live service game, of course. But it's like imagine that sort of game on Game Pass, and the only way you could get it was to subscribe to it. Imagine how much money you would have spent. Well, that's effectively World of Warcraft, isn't it? People have spent fucking years living, they, they spend more time living in that world than they do in the real world. Mm-hmm. And that, like, yeah. that's, I'm not saying that's, that's an exception, of course. That's not, you know, that's one of those, you know, unbelievable sort of like you couldn't, you know, unexpected. Well, look at Eve Online. Of... Their, their online economy is so big that it's actually real. You can, you can legitimately mm. work in that game. Like you can, like you can be a radio host, but you can actually do things and you can translate that money in and out of the economy. So you can yeah. just work in, Playing Eve Online nonstop, doing mining, all that kind of stuff, but that does actually translate into real cash. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, it, I I know that there are games that people will like fucking divest everything into, but at the same time, yeah. it, I I do find that the older you get and the more complex your life gets, and this is coming from somebody who is majoritively 
intro. Somebody in work asked me a question the other day and I think my the exact reaction was, I have like five friends. I don't need more. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> and that is a word for word. Yeah thing of of my reaction but um, yeah it's like, a, it's like a real life it's like a real life example of the ga- well, of, of look, games I, in I, general oh yeah i i went and i i met a, a mate yesterday and uh she she was here from france and i haven't seen her in seven years and uh we still don't talk sometimes it's brilliant because hmm. like you know what i mean i don't i just yeah. have to, we literally had a conversation because she is very much the same where i i'll send her a message and then in like four weeks i'll get a message back and i'll be like i will respond to that eventually mm-hmm. because i just i'm i'm too fucking busy and it's not that i'm I'm busy doing like what i i genuinely think it's it's because i perceive time differently since when i was a kid when i was a kid oh yeah like a day could stretch for weeks now it's like oh i need to i need to do five thousand jumping jacks but i also need to cry have a shower and sleep before i go to sleep that's only my warm-up nap before my actual sleep to get it's to get you ready for sleeping exactly you know you want to make sure that the dreams are going well <laughs> and i am aware that i haven't mentioned any dreams this week but we'll get there eventually <laughs> um, i'm saving them up there was some <laughs> weird ones and something about a, i can a, imagine a, a weird terrorist trip to cuba through florida not entirely sure why never the jack ryan story continent felt like it felt very jack <laughs> ryanish but yeah no I, I that's pretty much it i mean like i'm i'm it, at the same time, look, the, the, the services uh, system, the Xbox system, brilliant, yeah. especially when you're a kid. When you're a kid, that whole idea of having all these games to play, fucking class. Do it. I think if you're a kid and you have a teenager, Xbox is the way to go. I think if you're an adult, um, and this isn't me throwing shade and all that kind of shit, if you're an adult, I think PlayStation is probably the best way to go in the way that they're going, especially if they are pumping into just focused on good decent quality games where you can come in you can work away for two hours you can enjoy the world and then you can fuck off and do something else so you can come in hit an objective and go out because yeah. realistically if you have a, a multi-game service and you are like just going in and playing all those multiple games you know playing every game that comes out and, and spending hours well then you need to contact me and tell me your secrets tell me what god what deep dark power in the woods you made a sacrifice to that gave you that kind of energy and and focus and the ability to manipulate time because I, I, I am willing, I am willing to sacrifice so many, so many goats <laughs> to get that. Uh, okay. On Twitter, uh, ask PlayStation, which is basically oh, Twitter. the uh, PlayStation support uh, page on Twitter clarified the issues that people are having with uh specifically in asia the discounted ps plus memberships uh, and they say due to a technical error players in asia who have previously purchased the playstation plus membership at a, at a discount have been incorrectly charged for their upgrade pricing this error has been fixed and impacted players will receive a credit uh, it just says it just says a credit. I don't know what's going on. We thank you for your patience. Um, so I think during the week, a weird thing happened. People were buying PS Plus for uh, uh, at a discount, and the the so with the new subscription with the essential uh, whatever essential deluxe pre whatever it's called. No, deluxe is for is this non streaming thing for people who don't have streaming in their in the country. 
but whatever the three tiers of PlayStation. So if you were to get a year of membership or I think it's a year, I don't know if it's a month, but I think it's a year. If you were to get like a, you know, or, or six months membership of PS Plus and, you know, the new PS Plus subscription rolls out while you still have that membership, you can upgrade to the essential for free. So the problem was, was that people were getting the PS Plus subscription at a discount and then it was charging you the difference or rather it was charging players in Asia the difference for the for the essential uh, tier of PS Plus. And it was obviously an error. But I've, I've noticed as well, though, that on, well, I've noticed that they, they won't give you your money back. They'll give you credit, which is one thing. But I've noticed that people are getting a bit confused as to you know, Sony and what way they were kind of going to do this upgrade from PS plus normal to extra. And I just, I just noticed it was one specific tweet that I noticed where the tweet itself says Sony confirms they will be charging players more to upgrade to PS plus extra or premium if they bought PS plus essential at a discount. Okay. And then the set, right. And I'll, I'll just, I'll go in, I'll, Go back to that in a minute. And then the second one was obviously, you know, the Ask PlayStation tweet about people getting charged for buying a discounted PS Plus membership and then being charged extra for the essential. The weird thing is that with this tweet, I've noticed that people seem to be getting confused by... First of all, the first tweet says that, you know, if you buy essential, you're going to be charged extra for premium and PS Plus Extra. It's like, yeah, of course, because it's a different tier. You know, so the Essential is the first tier, Extra is the second, and Premium is the third. Of course, people are going to be charged Extra from going from Essential to the second tier, which is called Extra. Even if they fucking bought the Essential plan at a discount. It's like, why is that, why is that confusing? Why is that a shit thing for them to do? It was just, it was just a weird thing that someone was trying to use as a kind of, you know, Sony are being shady type of shit. It's like, well, no, it's, like if I bought like if I bought Xbox, you know, what is it, gold? Which one is with the memory you had the old subscription? I honestly got it. So I think it used to be gold. I I don't know if they've changed some kind of marketing and now it's like, you know, platinum six figure gold three yeah. sixty backflip. Yeah. Um, I, I imagine it, it's probably still gold. I think it's just Xbox Pass now, more or less ultimate. That's what I'm thinking of. Not platinum. I think it's just Xbox Ultimate now. Was it a platinum Xbox Ultimate Pass? No, that's that's what I'm I'm getting confused. I feel like no. the, that ultimate is the word that I'm looking at. I think they they upgraded it to be like Xbox Gold Ultimate or Xbox Ultimate Pass, mm. which had the the like online subscription in it as part of it or something like that. So yeah. I think it was like you know the the additional with it all added in. Yeah, um, but yeah. So then there's there's that sort of person. Then there's another pair. There's another type of person on this sort of you know tweet feed, I guess where. They're trying to say that oh, Sony shouldn't have given a uh, shouldn't have given credit at all. It's a new service. It's like, yeah, that's fine, but you're confusing what the problem was. The problem was only the people bought it at a discount and then got charged extra to get essential. That's all that happened because originally you bought normal PS Plus, you get essential for free. That was the problem that the people are people seem to be. I don't know what what the, where the confusion is coming from or whether it's just the way the the tweet is is worded, but it's people are kind of like, oh, you shouldn't have, it's either like, people are like, oh, they're shady, or no, they shouldn't have given anybody a re, uh, a refund because it's a new service. It's like, I don't, I just don't understand. They're, they're both fucking on the, each, either side of the, of the argument when they're, they're, they're clearly getting the wrong end of the stick. But it's just a weird thing that I noticed. Granted, if it was a case of, 
people were getting charged extra for a discounted uh, like so the, the, the what was it a couple months ago they, they start people started stacking ps plus because they realized that they were get they were getting ps plus at a discount this is this is how this all sort of started they were getting ps plus at a discount and they started stacking the memberships so they like bought like yearly subscriptions just bought like six at a time and got them at really cheap and then that automatically gives them uh ps plus essential or what the whatever the equivalent is in terms of price so people were doing that that this this is how all this sort of started um what do you think of this any any sort of thoughts on this no as somebody who works for a company run under one basis for um if people should get refunds yeah are they dickheads <laughs> i am 110 serious and um, we didn't discuss this this week because uh we we opened up with a surreal conversation about murdering people who climb rocks yeah there there are fewer joys in my life <laughs> which says more about my life <laughs> than when somebody is an entitled fucking prick. Yeah. And I get the opportunity to be like, I could do this, but I won't do this because you're a cunt. <laughs> I would move heaven and earth and do everything I can to get you sorted out. And like knowing like, full well, I don't have to do this, that, that I could if they were just polite and not yeah, yeah, yeah. entitled wankers. Yeah. And as soon as there is a demand made instead of a request, ho, 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 <laughs> let me tell you, I will take the actual letters off my keyboard so that I know that even my responses will be slow. <laughs> Yeah, because there was people on that same feed being like, this could have just been a, the wrong line of code. And it's just like completely, you know, or or not even the wrong line of code, but like a, co- a line of code wasn't added. And this happened, you know, it literally could have been like an oversight and people were like, oh, Sony being shady, uh, blah, 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 capitalism, you know, the usual. I also the like usual. to point out they are a company. Like, yeah, I'm also, yeah. and I'm, so I'm going to, I'm going to bounce every week. One week I'm going to be like, fuck the companies. And every <laughs> other week I'm going to be like, yeah, it's their job. They're companies. Mm. They're literally little corrupt kingdoms that, that house people. And this week on today's episode of Go Fuck Yourself is, uh, their companies. <laughs> if they want to yeah. be shady, sure, but it's their fucking product. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if, if they want to charge you a bit extra for the product, they, firstly, they have to tell you because on a contractual basis. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they want to up their prices or if they want to be like, actually, we're we're going to do a goodwill gesture and refund all this, you can go fuck yourself because they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Now, if it's, a, if it's a case that you bought something and then they start affecting the thing that you bought, then they're, then they're being shady bastards. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, the only reason I'm taking this very vague stance is it's just because I I went on Twitter last week and I was on Twitter for the first time in a week. And then I uh, went off Twitter for a week because I was like, what a pack of bastards. Yeah, I, I, I don't I mean, I just I don't understand. I don't know if it's naivety or or ignorance. Yeah, I think it's entitlement be- and, and ignorance. It's like, you know, companies can do whatever the fuck they want. It's like the only reason why you don't realize that is because you don't work for one. In the yeah, city, like who sell much. a product, you know, like you you don't like you don't like you either don't work for a big business, so you don't like. I mean, this is how this works, you know. The, this, the you like know. twenty miles long 
terms and conditions that that you you gloss over, don't read, or that yeah. don't listen to when it's being read out to you in a goal. That is there to not only protect the company, but to also protect their staff. Yeah. Like and and you can you can lose your shit and throw little tantrums all you want, but like yeah. most of these things happen for a fucking reason, or you have been made aware of it, you just didn't pay attention. Yeah. Now in this yeah. case, obviously, this could have just been a fucking line of code error. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah. th- I'm not saying these things don't happen. Absolutely, of course they do. But uh, in those cases, like if it's a case that it's affecting somebody's billing, or it took more money from somebody's bill, or something like that, and it took more mm-hmm. money from somebody's um account than it should have then yeah. absolutely that's that's up to the company to be like hi this happened really sorry here's your money back yeah but if it's a if it's you know something else then realistically most of the time it's either sorted out automatically but it's the like any company like sony for example now sony's playstation plus system is bollocks i imagine they've updated it since but like that thing has been breached more times than that building in fucking rainbow six siege <laughs> Which one now? The one in the original gameplay demo that was really say, nice looking? I was going to say Terrorist Town and CSGO, but then I was like, they don't breach, so just run in with fucking AK-47s to try yeah. and throw a knife at people. Yeah. Um, and then I I couldn't remember the name of a fucking map in, in Rainbow Six, because it's been about five years since I played Rainbow Six. What happened to their alien game? Is that dead yet? The um, X-Defiant? No, no, no. I know that's dead. They They released their like hazard zone thing. Where it's like oh, all the yeah. shapeshifting aliens, and then uh, a couple of weeks before it came out, they announced that it was free. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like no one's gonna like even for free, no one's gonna. Be, it's, like, it's a co-op game. It's like why? It's like what? Like you took you took the you took probably the best game in the la- like the best game you've made in the last ten years, and you've and you cut it in half. <laughs> so yeah, I feel did. like they just they just they just <laughs> killed it and let it go straight back to uh, to Rainbow Six and they're like, "Okay, everybody back you know, to Rainbow Six Siege. Let's go. Come on." You know, like you took what was good of the game, you just like took half of it out. It's like, you know, then you put AI aliens like, "What the fuck are you?" And it's not even the same. Like like the like the, the only like it would be amazing if they made Rainbow Six Siege free to play. It would be insane. That would be as popular as CS:GO. Now, CSGO is not free to play. Is it free to play? No. No. No, it's not. But, like, is if it? they made... No, it's I not. Don't no, think so. no, it's not. Because you, you pay for uh, cosmetics and stuff like that. I think yeah, it's like 40 that's or right, yeah. yeah, it's kind of Yeah, it does kind of it does kind of get most money in cosmetics. But, if you, like, granted, you can get on PC anyway and uh, probably at some point on uh, PlayStation Plus with Ubisoft Plus. You can just pay whatever. Actually, no, I wouldn't even because it's not 14 quid a month. Ubisoft Plus, which is ridiculous. You could do that and just play Rainbow Six Siege for that amount of money, but it's one of those games that you just want to keep playing. Like, I've played it. It's fucking great. It's just one of those things of, like, getting used, especially on console, getting used to the controls and, like, how slow it is, is a fucking nightmare. Well, like, I I say the same thing about um, fucking, like, Destiny's online. Yeah. Like, it's Crucible, where, like, I'm I'm good in Crucible. Now, at the minute, I haven't played Destiny in the season. I'm shit at Crucible right now. If I go into Crucible right now, a 12-year-old will lift me out of that fucking map with a fucking mm. sidearm. Yeah. But before I took a break from Crucible, it was, like, it, my, it, it was funny. <clears throat> my team are, are, like, for for solo play and stuff like that, they're, they're really good. And they normally absolutely outrank me in, in everything from information to being able to hold themselves in a fight, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, I literally just spent 
like two seasons, just nonstop multiplayer trials, everything. It really affects your, um, you're like, you go in and you're shit and then you come out and your response time is like, you're aware of if, if you see like a, a fucking pixel slightly move fucking 500 meters to the left and um, you're like oh yeah somebody there you become really aware of things and you then it's not until then you start you know you go back into the single player when things were look at dark souls it's the exact same thing you go in and somebody fucking like boots you the other side of a fucking wall and then by the end of it you're like able to perfectly dodge you're able to perfectly like time things like it's more of a surprise if you get hit rather than a surprise that you didn't get it you know what i mean yeah and uh, you, you kind of get that with CSGO as well. Like you go in and you're kind of shit. And then all of a sudden, you know, you start to pick up little things and effectively you get beaten into education. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's usually when you, when you, when you, when you like, uh, when you, you can't just like play a game and pick it up straight away, you know, there's a bit of a learning curve to it. Yeah. The exact opposite of that is Call of Duty. We'll get, we, we won't, we won't start on a rant on Call of Duty right now. But that, but Rainbow Six Siege is great, actually. I just it's just one of those things of like it's really bad on console, and I don't mean it's really bad in terms of like game. I mean it's the movement; it just doesn't work with controller. Yeah. It just it's weird because like because like it's so strange because like you can you can literally speed up everything about your you know your your weapon movement, uh, your aiming, but then you run like you're stuck on a fucking you know you've got your legs tied together. Like you move like you're you've got six ton weights attached to your ankles. But but you're but you're but you're lightning quick when you're spinning around. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you're when you're rotating the camera. It's like it just doesn't 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 correlate. It's so weird, but it is a great game when you get into it. And it's good when you play with people you know. It's good fun. Especially when you use that weird thing you attach to walls and it shoots in explosives into the wall. Friendship. <laughs> Friendship. Uh, okay. In an interview with Leo Edit, uh, Norman Reedus confirmed that Death Stranding 2 has begun production. Or rather, it's begun, I guess. Unfortunately. <laughs> so he was asked, and I quote, Okay, so you got the book going on, whatever book that is, I don't know, I might read it. Uh, you've got the season final coming out, which I'm assuming that's The Walking Dead. Uh, then the spin-off, which is the spin-off of The Walking Dead. It's been happening for the last six years. And you're filming Death Stranding, the video game, in which he replies with, we just started the second one. That's it. Very much like his character and not talking a lot. That's pretty much how he replied to that. Some laugh if he's actually not talking about Death Stranding and he's talking about something else. <laughs> he's just talking about death. It's like, yeah, found a dollar on my way out of a restaurant, used it to buy a slice <laughs> of pizza. One day closer to death, guys. So, because no, the, 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 the follow-up question was, how did that come about? And then he starts talking about uh, Guillermo del Toro and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, Death Stranding too. This is this is kind of a Horizon Forbidden West sort of scenario of like, okay, you're doing a second one. I don't know how this works, but I'm interested to see what happens and how it improves if it improves on the first one. I will say that like Death Stranding, I. I enjoyed Death Stranding much more than I thought I would because I enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. I actually kind of probably enjoyed it a little bit more than Horizon uh, mm. because the first one, uh, the first Horizon, because Horizon, when you saw it, you're like, okay, I know what this is. I know what this is pretty cool. Okay, let's go. You play it. You're like, yes, this is exactly what I expected. Death Stranding, I was like, what? And I played it. I was like, fuck, this is actually kind of good. <laughs> you know, you know, like in a way it's like, when you watch or you watch something, you play something that you weren't expecting it to be as good as it was versus 
you play something that you expect what it's going to be like and you're actually right, but it's a little bit better than it has a bit more refinement to it. I don't know what this game is going to be. I imagine it's going to be more of this of the first one. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I mean, I'm all for it, but I just don't know how you do a second one of this. Not well. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I'm biased. I, I can't fucking stand the first one, to be perfectly honest with you. But, like, I mean... Uh, well, you got a free on PC, didn't you? Yeah, and I gave it away. Um, I think I gave it to you. No, I didn't give it to you. Mm. I gave it to somebody. No, I already had it. Yeah, yeah, not a fan. Not a fan at all. I, those those games make me as agitated as when I was five and watched Alice in Wonderland. Fuck <laughs> me. I had dreams for weeks. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. Like, I get why people are fans. It's just, I'm not a fan. I'm, I yeah. will never be a fan of it. I hate any kind of media that tries that fucking agitated, uh, weird fucking story verse shite. Like, it, it, is a, it, it, it is with great difficulty that I play dark souls yeah and i will say at least elden ring has a has elden ring is more of a mythology with its storyline and like it's a lot easier to enjoy and i think that for me is literally only because it's all gods and demigods i think that's really the only reason that i actually give a shit yeah well i mean they're both convoluted i think it's because elden ring they effectively turn around and they're like hi this is like olympus this is a like the realm of gods this is a thing yeah go yeah, they, like Elden Ring has more lore to it, whereas Death Stranding is just creating it, something it's, from nothing. It's raining, it's um, raining black ooze, and there's a old woman with mm. a young face, and she she thinks she's having a stroke, but she's actually just standing on her tit in a shower. I mean, like it's. It, <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking it's, about. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> somebody doesn't have the license for a ladder, so they had to request. More ladders, but not too many ladders because OSHA didn't clear the fucking building regulations. I don't. Also, Amazon's not about, and, and that's the most our, unrealistic thing of it. Like, person. I mean, if if somebody's getting fucked, Jeff Jeff Bezos is going to be involved. You know, at this point, I don't care how far in the future he is. He has become a disembodied head and uploaded himself to a fucking dildo. So yeah, I know. I mean, look, I get why people like it. I just can't stand it. I can't stand those kind of weird storylines. Again, like Alice in Wonderland, where it's just yeah. Oh, Alice in Wonderland is, is actually logical yeah, compared to this. I I can't fucking stand. I said this Death last Stranding. week. I can't fucking stand Japanese storytelling. Like anime, yeah, cool. Hentai, I'm your boy. Mm. But um, no, I like <laughs> Japanese storytelling. Just it well, gets yeah. on my rather magnificent tits. And I just cannot fucking stand it. <laughs> well, there, there, is a, there is a big difference between Death Stranding and Final Fantasy. What I will say, like, in defense of Hideo Kojima, he doesn't quite have the same style as the likes of Final Fantasy. He has his own sort of style. It's not, it's, it's like his style is in the story as opposed to everything on the screen. There are there are certain elements that like, oh, like, you know, the writing and the way it highlights has that classic sort of uh, Japanese style where it kind of like, it kind of like on the lines, but it comes in like a weird transition or like a, like a fade in sort of thing. He has that in a lot of his games. Um, I think he had that in Metal Gear Solid 5 as well. You know, that kind of menu, that kind of Japanese menu. Metal Gear is another one that that really pushes the boundary of how, how much I am willing to do just to be able to shoot a gun. I'm going to be on a watch list after this. But I mean, <laughs> honestly, it, it, it's like, 
all of a sudden there's a tentacle man and then some girl deflects bullets because she believes that she had the power all along. Like I, I can believe that physics can go fuck itself, but at the same time, if somebody throws a rock, it's still going to hit me in the fucking face. Yeah. No, I'm I, like, I, at least like, mm, like I, I have you ever finished Metal Gear Solid 2? Is it just called Metal Gear Solid 2 or is there a subtitle to it? Sons of Liberty. No. I've only played Peace Walker and 4 and 5. The general the general vibe of of Sons of Liberty kind of makes sense in the start like it's a it's a separate kind of world but you're you know you're on this oil platform rig research facility. Yes. There's terrorists you got to go and take it out and then that somehow transforms into fighting a clone of the president who is driving a, a tactical nuclear submarine that's also an AI and your wife is a spy who is also dead but alive but haunting you but in love with you and pregnant even though you can't have children because you're a child soldier and your colonel <laughs> who's your mentor is an AI yeah. who you've never met in person and keeps telling you to turn off the game and <laughs> Some guy keeps electrocuting your testicles when you're tied to a big machine and they keep telling you that um, they've indoctrinated American children and then he crashes a nuclear submarine the size of Manhattan into Brooklyn and then you have a fight with him versus three massive Metal Gear Raptors on the top of the thing Rexes on the top of the fucking thing and like all of like and you're wearing a cat suit and for some reason there's always a guy who pisses his pants. <laughs> no, in number four he shit his pants. Yeah, yeah. There's a vampire. Um Yeah, Metal Gear Solid Rising. Gay. He was in he was in that as well. They seem to make a very big point of the fact that he's gay. Dunno. I I don't know why. Um <laughs> He put he has an accent, and I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But at some point, I feel like he done something related to like I don't know why he always has an open shirt. Then there's a girl who like can deflect bullets, uh, like no bullets can hit her, and anytime somebody like shoots a grenade at her, it just doesn't go off. And then later on, we find out that it's because of a like a little device that's you know like a a, a thing in her hip that like deflects everything like a magnetic sphere. Yes. So then they destroy the magnetic Science. sphere. Yeah. And then they fire effectively a nuclear arsenal at her, like from one of the Metal Gear Rexes. Yeah. And then she deflects all of the uh, the attacks and like makes them all bend around her. And I think she gets a nosebleed or something like that. Because she does have the power, even though she doesn't have the power, but because she believed she had the power, it was enough to save her at that time until she dies. And she dies being like... I did it. I believed. And it's like, no, no, you twat. You died. <laughs> you just should have been atomized. That's the only fucking problem. Uh, we could we could actually we could actually start a sub podcast of you explaining a story of a game that nobody knows about. Be hilarious. Yeah. And I'll get Genuinely a fucking Netflix hilarious. deal out of it as well. Trust me. <laughs> Magical. Sitting in a library with a book that's blank. It's just gonna be. It's it's gonna be shorts. It's just gonna go straight up onto yeah. onto your Instagram uh, reel, and it's just going to be uh, two minutes, and it's just going to be me just candidly talking about a different, completely out of context. There's like, I, like you, you name a game, and I have a problem with it. 
I will <laughs> I will go for fucking days. Oh Jesus, yeah. That's funny. Okay. So God of War Ragnarok has been rated in South Korea. In an article on uh, Video Games Chronicle, a Twitter user posted obviously fucking South Korean Japanese rating images with uh, God of War Ragnarok being rated as 18s, uh, or rather getting an 18 certificate. And it is apparently due to the following factors, and I quote, excessive violence, realistic weapons such as knives and axes are depicted, and blood and body damage are depicted during battle, as you'd expect, of course. Uh, Excessive uh, vulgarity and profanity, uh, excessive profanity, in dialogue between characters appears throughout the game. Direct drug expression. This is a direct expression of characters drinking alcohol in pubs, etc. This has kind of got people into a kind of a thought process of maybe the game is going to be released soon. It's possible, but like these kind of ratings usually happen after. The, like So the way development usually works is that people give an overview of a game to the, I think it's ESRB, is it ESRB? ESRB, ES- yeah. ESRB. They give a general overview to a game and what the game is going to involve, what it's going to, you know, what it's going to have in, in, in the game itself. And they, they go through that. They, it's a document, essentially. They go through it, they read it, and they go, okay, this is, your, this is your rating for now until we actually see the game itself. During the development of the game, they probably send different specific clips or... Uh, snippets of things that may change the rating may you know impact the rating whether you know it goes higher or lower you know in terms of um uh, age rating and then they decide on that and then eventually then i think the esrb they actually play through the game or they may they, i don't know if they play through it they play maybe a couple of hours of it and then they give their general sort of their final rating taking everything into account and also the the, the kind of the documents as well that they've sent close to the time of, of release. This could just be a guide in terms of like, this is probably what it's going to be. This could also be one of those scenarios where they've just sent over loads of stuff and they're like, okay, well, this is the rating it's getting based on what you've given us. This is the rating it's getting, you know, whether or not this is, this is a, this is a indication as to it's going to be out in three months. It's going to be at two months. I don't really, like I said last week, game developers, I don't know if it's intentionally or unintentionally end up releasing their games at the same time as their previous uh, iterations, whether it's, you know, the third in the franchise, whether it's the second in the franchise. Yeah, I wonder if it's like, um, I wonder if it's like sports ball in America, you know, where like people are so into their teams that like if it goes well, they'll wear the same hat and they'll, you know, try and sleep with the same person and sacrifice the same child. <laughs> That's why there's such a massive yeah. downturn in twins in America as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I feel it'd be weird if, if this game comes out like in the, in the, in the winter of this. Maybe, maybe it's, maybe that's, maybe it's the point. Maybe it's because it's going to be, it's Ragnarok. So there's, a, there's a winter that hits. You know, that's the, that's, that's kind of what the trailer shows. It's a couple of years after, or I, I don't know. Something tells me they mentioned that they've been, they, they slept for fucking three years or some shit. Because I think what was at the end of the first game when you go back to the house, you fall asleep and you wake up, and it says like, it says like years later, so like they slept for like a couple of years. That's that's the that's the that's the indication. It's 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 that's 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 what it kind of says that that happened. But Atreus seems to be a lot older in this one. 
Uh, like he looks like he's in his teens now at this point. Like he will look like he was maybe like 10 in the first one. He looks like he's maybe 14 now. A lot older than he was at the end of the first game. Because he's even got like, he's even looks taller and thinner. As I imagine does the actor. They could, they could release this in the winter because maybe it's, it's got that setting. But I just feel, I just feel like based on the fact that they haven't said anything. Was the first one released in the winter? No, it was released in like March. So like, I remember last week when I mentioned that like, I, like I said, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but like The Last of Us Part 1 came out in like March or April. The Last of Us Part 2 got delayed from the previous year that was originally meant to come out in November or some shit and then was... Maybe it's because um, it, they like they released them at a certain point if they feel like they're in the running for certain awards. But but the thing was that The, the, the Last of Us Part 1, I'm going to call it Part 1 because it's easier, was delayed from the previous year to the following year in March. And then the last was part two was the same. And it was released like March or April. And you look at all the Uncharted games, they're all released around the same month. You look at all the, all the Horizon games, they're all released around the same month. I feel like, yes, they're kind of, they haven't said it's been delayed, but I genuinely don't think it's coming out this year. I, I Like, I mean, if you look at all the time, like if you, if you were to look at, Bethesda's um, Fallout games and including Starfield, I imagine they'll all come out. I imagine their dates are all around November, which is what Bethesda was going to release uh, Starfield at was November. And yeah. now it's been now it's been delayed to next year. And I guarantee you it will be delayed to next year in November. I guarantee it. They will not they will not release that game at the beginning of the year. They will release that game next November. I think, yeah, I, I mean it's it's a it's a document that says it's a rating. I think that's all it really is. I you know unless I don't really know. Like they're made, they're using an example of um I think they're using an example of Horizon. Horizon Forbidden West was um was rated in South Korea in November of twenty twenty one, and then was released three months later in February twenty two. So I think they're going by that as a release window, but they're just using that as one example. It's like okay, well give us another example that does that. Give her like don't use don't use one other game that that fits your fits your theory. Give us another game that did the exact same thing, where it was released three months after the ES the the the, the rating the rating it got. You know that kind of way. Yeah, I honestly, if it comes out this year, and I'm not saying it'll come out this year. If I, I'm going to be surprised that it comes out this year because I don't think it's ready. I just think that it's a weird time. I think it's possible that they they were hold they were holding onto their cards to announce a release date because of Starfield and now that Starfield has gotten delayed they don't they have no reason to release anything this year I think they were aiming for this year because of Starfield and now that it's been pushed to next year I don't I think they can, I think they're going to relax now and push it to next year yeah probably probably last competition yeah you don't want a Titanfall 2 Battlefield 1 situation yeah I mean like granted it, two very different games and I don't think there'll be a whole pile of you know Lost sales when if it up against Starfield, I'm not gonna. I'm not saying Starfield's not gonna be amazing. I just think that God of War and Starfield are two very different games, mm-hmm. and I think people who want to play either of them or both of them will play both of them regardless. This is a short one, I guess. Um, just to let people know that Bioshock the Collection is free on Epic Games, and I think I mentioned, I think I talked to you about this a couple of weeks ago, where I I haven't. I never played the original three Bioshock games. Uh, or is it two? Three? Three. I played whatever that other one was. Infinite. The most recent. Infinite, yes, that's the one. Is it the third one or is that the 
Second that's one. That's the third one. It's just called. Infinite. I played Infinite, uh, which was like the parallel universes, I and it was a different. I hated that. Also, <laughs> it looked completely different from. Mm. Um, they they'd initially released a fifty minute game. Well, the first video. the first two. Oh, the the, the the oh, you're talking. About, I thought you were going to talk about say about the first two, but actually the demo was completely different, was it? Yeah, they'd released like a fifteen minute gameplay video of like you know skills, powers, the storyline, all this kind of stuff did not mm. match whatsoever. It was shite. I hated Infinite. I know a lot of people loved it. I respect your opinions, but you're wrong and I hate you. So um, <laughs> I didn't really have an opinion based on the other two because I never played the other two. I really recommend playing, especially if if they, we had this conversation about them potentially being remastered. I would. I think this is the remastered version. Yeah, I would absolutely play one. I like. I'm yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to play all two. Even, I'm going to play all of them. I not obviously not infinite because I've played it already. Yeah. But it might even because it's remastered, but I mm, will actually yeah. play these two because I planned on buying them yeah. at some point. I just never got around to it and now they're free. So uh, one thing you know. I've said it before, one thing that I <clears> thought was super impressive. The first Bioshock was a game that I accidentally realized how conductivity works because there was a twat standing mm. in a pool of water and I electrocuted <laughs> the water and he fried. <laughs> yeah. And that, honestly, like, I I know we talk about, like, the development of video games and stuff like that and just the minor things of, like, physics-based upgrades. I mean, yeah. we talked about something last week and I don't remember specifically what it was. Oh, uh, The Last of Us. And uh, you were like, yes. oh, it's a big thing in, in, like, you focused on story. And the first thing I said was, like, and the physics are fucking amazing. Just, like, the grass alone. Yeah. I know that sounds yeah. like a small detail, but you have no you idea. Notice it when it, you notice it when it's not there. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. You have no idea in, in 2010, 2011. No, what would have been fuck, Jesus, 2008, I think. I'm not sure. Um, I'm going off like my, my school timeline. That uh, how much an effect a game in a, in a sea of games that didn't really pay attention to those kind of minor details. How much it meant in a, in a time when there was uh, games that were great, but just didn't have that kind of like minor detail, especially the way we have an abundance now, that when I used an ability to fire electricity from my hands, even when I missed and hit a puddle that a guy was standing in because yeah. I was in an underground city, that puddle would wipe out three people who were coming and were outnumbering me. And again... These uh, Bioshock is a very eerie feel. That's not my mm-hmm. kind of game. It is now. Like now, I'm, yeah. I'm cool with it. When I was a kid, I was like, I will play in the daytime. <laughs> all the all the lights on. <laughs> all the lights on. I'll have like three lighters around me, a couple of candles, just as much general light as I can. I'll have like yeah. three cats in the room, and anytime they just stare into a distance, I'm like, <laughs> in nomine patres, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah it was just and from that moment i really have to say like i mean story-wise alone and i really won't spoil it and um, i i enjoy spoilers but i think bioshock one has a story that has to be experienced dialogue that for its time is magnificent quality of physics and and the the general threat that you feel in that world even as somebody who has the powers that you have and that you unlock it is still a case that you, even when you're overpowered, you're still like, fuck, 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 fuck. I need to get out of this room. There's something else in this yeah. room. You know what I mean? And not like the shitty horror games where you're like, oh, I better run because I don't know what to do. You walk out the door, you cunt. 
I don't care if your daughter was kidnapped by a massive flying bee. You can make more. <laughs> My kid's going to listen to this now in 30 years and be like, really, dad? You can make more and I'll fucking stand by it then as well. <laughs> yeah, a story that really has to be experienced. Genuinely, I, I think you'll really enjoy it and I think it'll really impress you as well. Yeah, no, I will. I'll definitely play it. Uh, our next topic is, I suppose we mentioned this already. Uh, and it's a short one again, I, I guess. Uh, Sniper Elite 5 is coming to Game Pass. I was actually quite surprised about this. And I possibly will get Game Pass for one euro for the month. And then I will cancel it and get my euro back. And then start my own Game Pass with Blackjack and And, and then go another month for one euro and cancel it and get my euro back. Um, I will probably actually get Game Pass uh, to see what this game is like. Uh, to play it for a month. Just to have a bit of fun. And then... At some point, I may buy it at a discount. Yeah, I was surprised. I didn't realize it was coming to Game Pass, and I'm very surprised by that. And I have a feeling this is going to hurt the game. But we'll find out, won't we, Patrick? Yeah, well, I suppose it is a kind of like serial syndication thing, but it's always the same. Don't get me wrong, the game is really fun. It's it's great. Mm. But like, I do notice this game more than other games tends to drop in price a lot faster. That's so true. Maybe yes. it's a case yes. that while it does hurt it, it might actually help it in the long run. Yeah, well, it depends on how. It depends on how a game goes on to Game Pass. It depends on whether or not Microsoft pay the company I'd say, the budget I of the they'd game. Have to pay it for a license. I'd imagine it would have to be the same kind of way you'd see, um, like cable companies or Netflix, for example. I imagine it would kind of have to be the mm. same as the way, like if Netflix wants, oh, with Sony in Philadelphia, they have to play FX. Or they have to pay FX for that license for them to be able to play it. So like so like if a company can if a company can get their money back and maybe a bit more for the game by going on the game pass then great. That's probably an extension if, if, of the contract I'd imagine as yeah, well. Yeah, if it's they're if like, they're okay with that, that's fine. If it's one of those things of like they feel that you know they're going to end up losing money because of being on Game Pass, then that's, yeah. you know. And they probably have a side true of like if if somebody buys it while on Game Pass or if somebody buys it yeah, you're, you're uh, a as discount, a result don't of you? playing it on, yeah. on Game Game Pass or something like that, they they yeah. probably get the the profits from it as opposed to Possibly, and then obviously yeah. like somebody's you know because Microsoft as you said like you 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 know I know you said you'll get it for a euro and then cancel it, but as we mm-hmm. said earlier on, how many times do you get a, a fucking subscription and then three months later you're like oh Jesus yes fuck yeah. I need to do that. And yeah. then six months after that, you're sitting there at your your sister's wedding, and you're just and she's like, "Does anybody object?" Oh, for fuck's sake! Sorry, <laughs> sorry. No, you're great. Have a great time, kids. You fucking <laughs> forgot the subscription again. And then after you say that, you hear the priest, and he just goes, "Oh, Jesus fucking Christ!" I'm like, "I I know, Father Bishop. I know." It's great, man. Never touch uh, a child in his life. But, uh, <laughs> So you might remember uh, that Embracer Group bought, um, what was it, Eidos, Square Enix, Montreal, and another one, I think, Crystal Dynamics. Did they buy Crystal Dynamics? I think it was, yeah, I think so. Well, I, I think, remember talking uh, about Tomb Raider, but I don't know. It was, if... Yes, it was. It was, it was Crystal Dynamics, Eidos, Montreal, and Square Enix, Montreal. That's what it was. And with that, they got the right P's, you know, the likes of Deus Ex, the likes of uh, Tomb Raider. And they've finally kind of they've they've finally made a comment about the purchase and about, about the IPs, and they said that they uh, wanted quote, to focus on new IPs, better better known as their nips. 
and they said they want to be very Imagine. delicate with their nips um, and they want to take nips. their time to just really kind of feel around uh, feel around the, the nips and just kind of find the best way to stimulate creativity <laughs> Imagine that'd be hilarious and like the completely obl- oblivious to the <laughs> just just fall on into it. And here's our logo. It's a, a, a slightly pink circle with a slightly smaller red circle in the center. And the eye has like a has a really big uh, dot on the top. Yeah, um, eye of Sauron. But it's but it's a but it's a dot with a with a stroke and a smaller dot on the inside. I don't want to hear about them stroking the nips like. <laughs> Um, but they but they but they said they said and I quote we see great potential not only in sequels but also in remakes remasters spin-offs as well as transmedia projects I just died a group. bit inside Yeah I don't mm, yeah just say cross media it's the same thing why is it all of a sudden the word trans in in media now Yeah so I mean I think uh, you know yeah, it's we the first talked time I've ever heard that phrase transmedia I've heard it before. It's not. It's not as. It's. It's. It's another name for cross media. But I oh, guess they don't want to use cross media. I don't know. I don't. I'm not entirely sure what it means by transmedia. I'm assuming it means like mobile games and shit like that, and maybe comics and possibly TV shows. Well, you know, what was I'm the definition of cross media? Cross media is because I think cross media means generally across a digital platform, where transmedia probably means it transcends like the just one platform. It trans. It transcends one form of media. Then again, I'm, I could be pulling shit out of my arse. I'm just thinking about the end. Uh, when you when you consider like cross media as well, you can you can you can say that cross media is also you know a different form of media. Yeah, like I, audio, I don't know like, why, but know. I think of cross as as horizontal, whereas I think of yeah, trans yeah, yeah, as vertical. Yeah, yeah, we did we did talk about this before about you know Deus Ex coming back, maybe possibly remastered all this sort of stuff. I would love to see Deus Ex come back because I think it's a it's a really interesting franchise and it's something that could continue in different ways with different characters if they wanted to i'm i i don't want to say i'm excited about this because it's not really you know i'm interested to see what what kind of happens now in the next couple of years i'm interested to see how tomb raider ends up because literally they only started production of the new one um but yeah any thoughts my interest died as soon as they said we find great potential in uh in remakes sequels blah 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 blah. <laughs> Effectively, we uh, we find great potential in the ability to milk the shit out of your nostalgia because realistically, creativity takes too much of a risk. And well, yeah. why get a new horse when we can kick the shit out of the of the corpse that sits in front of me? Uh, why also, get a new horse when we can take I've, a picture of it and make and Photoshop uh, it? We can also milk the corpse while it's still here, so that's all good. And then we can just sell the bones off to some like little old woman who lives in a cottage who just wants some children to visit every so often but every every full fucking moon every full fucking moon one child never returns and it's always a wolf in the forest and they always find a hand and there's always just that (laughs) suspicious little old bitch who smells like fucking gingerbread always has that smug cunt smile on her face and if she fucking tries it I'll I'll shove a fork so far up her Fucking sorry. What was the question? <laughs> oh God. Anyway, in an article on VG two four seven, Sony confirms that there will be a Horizon Zero Dawn project with Netflix, and also we are we are there was already this is already rumored, but the God of War adaptation confirmed for 
Amazon Prime. And they're also, I think, I don't know if we've talked about this already, they're also doing a Gran Turismo TV show. I can't wait to watch somebody drive from the inside of the I literally car. think that's literally what it's going to be. It's going to be like, it's going to be like Grand Tour, but more serious. So you're literally saying their Amazon series is going to be rally racing. I'm assuming so. Like, I mean, I don't know what else, I don't know what else it is. In 400 meters. Like, it's Gran Turismo. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, I can just uh, go you know. and stick me Google fucking maps on in the car and go yeah. for a drive. I'll have the same effect. Save yeah. myself 9.99. Admittedly, I'll probably cost myself 79.99 from the fucking petrol, but selling them here we are. <laughs> Uh, but the article says uh, Sony has announced the Horizon Zero Dawn project in the works with Netflix and it has confirmed a God of War project for Amazon Prime. Uh, the God of War project was first revealed back in March, despite Sony saying the prior year that a TV series or a film based on the franchise was not in development. The company has also said that it is working on a Gran Turismo pitch. It also says that in a streaming presentation, Sony Pictures Entertainment Chairman and CEO Tony Bichercura Gesundheit. <laughs> said that the success of some of its prior IP collaborations have led to the company to realise the potential in cross collaborations with this with its gaming IP. Um the Uncharted movie helped in this matter with Sony announcing it will soon hit oh yeah, four hundred dollars in revenue based on uh I'm assuming it means four hundred million dollars. No. No, that's just how bad that movie was. <laughs> uh, based on a two, uh, based on a yeah, I think it, yeah, based on a hundred and twenty million budget. Uh, he also went on to uh, reiterate the company's current pipeline gaming related shows on the way, like the HBO's The Last of Us, the Twisted Metal series coming to NPC, NPC's Peacock, the most successful stream platform. Peacock, Peacock, duck it, and uh, the Ghost of Tsushima movie. Well, nothing can be worse than the Halo series. Um, I suppose it's it's a good example. The Halo series is a good example of how bad it can get. Who doesn't want to watch their childhood hero lose his virginity while his mother watches? Is it not? Well, I mean, no, that's a storyline. Oh, I know. Yeah, no, no, yeah. But it's, I guess, it's taken the whole Spartans literally. I guess. No, it's just taking the piss. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't watched it. I have no intention of watching it. I have no intention of fucking watching it, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Like, I mean, Halo in itself is... is it, It's something that I understand why it's popular. I, I'm not a fan of Halo. Like, I, no. I like the lore, kind of. I think it's a bit convoluted and it kind of, again, makes its stuff up as it goes along. I really enjoyed Reach's lore, but then all the stuff with Master Chief is very like, okay, just, just cut the... Cut, cut, cut the fucking shit. Now, mm. you're making things up and you're taking the piss. The Reach storyline was really cool. The whole, like, you are the last line and you need to hold them off long enough and get these details to things so that everybody else can survive. And obviously, you know, the fall thing. The the Spartans are a really cool story I, in, in terms of a frontier thing. I don't really like the fact that Master Chief is a MacGuffin. But again, like, I understand that. I'll probably get lynched for this opinion. And, you know, go outside, fuckers. <laughs> I, I'm, I was never a big fan. I, I also fucking hate ha- Halo's shooting. I think it's shite. The no recall, the recoil bugs the living fuck out of me. 
I just don't think it's an engaging it, it's engaging um gunplay. I understand people do. I understand like I I I watched some of the Halo Infinite gameplay and I really enjoyed watching it and and to be honest the the new um the new Cortana and the dialogue for for Infinite fantastic. I have to say I really enjoyed I really enjoyed watching it. I wouldn't play it it because again I I wouldn't find the the gunplay to be particularly interesting or investing for me or, or worth my time investing in because i just i it doesn't seem fun for me yeah i don't know why as well like i mean again because like i can look at destiny and think that destiny makes me feel like a power causal god who is like fighting true but like i i have i have had to take cover i have had to maneuver my way around things i have had to and i don't get that with halo and i'm not entirely sure what it is and they, they made good strides with it uh, in certain things, this is not related to the question at all, but still at the same time, I'm just not a big fan. And I just wanted to ostracize any fan base and um, make sure that I am going to split off and make my own podcast called um, <laughs> Fuck You and Your your Childhood Likes and Interests. <laughs> Ellipses, wankers. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's my opinion on it. But um, yeah, sorry. Uh, the the I, I like. I feel like I feel like with the rise of superheroes now, they're kind of like, oh, let's go for things that are popular in pop culture and just fuck them into the ground and beat the shit out of any kind of fucking nostalgia or enjoyment somebody can have. Mm. Uh, like, don't get me wrong, some things have been really good. Henry Cavill is a magnificent Geralt of Rivia. The Witcher series is shit, but Henry Cavill. That that boy knows how to play a character. Yeah. And like it's the same. I think the Shadow and Bone series, uh, my sister really wanted me to read that. They're still doing an that. Assassin's Creed TV show on Netflix as well that has yeah, ne- yeah. has not been talked about in about oh, two it, years. It's all right. They're gonna they're go- it's actually gonna be uh the, the whole thing, it's gonna be a 24, 24 episode season, right? And the whole thing is just going to be watching somebody in the animus, not not uh, not like them, like goggle box. not them in the world. In yeah, like you. So you know the table that Desmond slept yeah. on in the first one. Is this going to the be whole a camera? Face it's in just going face, to be a camera yeah. over him, just yeah. staring at him sleeping. <laughs> they actually have a Twitch affiliate partner. So you know, there's people on Twitch, and their whole thing is just that they sleep. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I'm not surprised. Doesn't doesn't surprise me at all. What does surprise me is that they sleep, but they have like a small paddling pool in the room and with light, lights on and, and fans going 24-7. Like, I mean, fair fucks to them. <laughs> like, I, I generally, I need, you know, at least, like, I'm I'm good with noise. I'm cool. I, I prefer not to sleep with the, like, the lights on, but like, I'd just be terrified that like, I'd just be tooting. You know what I mean? That broccoli <laughs> would just come back to haunt me. Uh, Modern Warfare 2's release date has been announced and it is set to release for October 28th. Have I gone back in time? Modern Warfare 2, isn't this the third Modern Warfare 2? This is... No, it's the second Modern Warfare 2. That's already one too many. Now I've said two too many times and now it's starting to lose meaning. Modern Warfare 2, the, the next generation. The new frontier. Yeah, I mean, October 28th, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's that's usually the date. Not a surprise. They released uh they released an official artwork reveal where it just basically has a drone going around a container dock and fucking facility or whatever with artwork Please, on the, the sides. Excitement is too much. My Fitbit's actually gave me a warning, being like, "Will you calm the fuck down?" <laughs> uh, 
The trailer's a bit shit, but you know. In fairness. I hope the, hopefully the game's good. Yeah. You fucking want to be. Um, that being said, I think at this point it's going to be hard to fuck up considering that their biggest competitor just literally fucked the pooch. Like, yeah. keep, if they keep doing what they're doing, they're all good. Like the, the battle, Battlefield 2042 was meant to be a, a, like a 10 year, if not longer, franchise project. Mm-hmm. Like that was meant to be like bringing shit in. Like now like they have, yeah. like they, 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 they now have people who are dying for a modern, current, active thing. In a, in a multiplayer like it's, it's field. bad it's bad when you when you plan to have this game as a 10 year game and then you it doesn't last it, like 10 months but not even that, you, you fuck it up so bad that you can't fix it and you have to just make a new one yeah pretty much like the like it's just insane like the amount of like just the amount of resources gone into these games and they're just they're just sitting there with like less than fucking 10,000 people playing them just taking up space and they have to leave them online like Battlefield 3 is still going yeah, like I think I'm pretty sure Bad Company Two is still going. Like you'd ex- you'd think like you know oh let's make a game that we can just keep adding and adapting and never fucking like never shut it down. Like if we need to redo the graphics, we can. If we you know if we need to make DLC, we can. If we need to update the servers or update the software or whatever it is, we can. Like you'd expect that to be the goal. You know, and just charge people for DLC packs or whatever it is, you know, map packs, you know, like the old days. Like, you'd, you know, you'd expect that to be the goal. Then just being like, oh, I have an idea. Let's spend millions on it and fuck it up completely and not put voice chat in the fucking game. Because of abuse and bullying. It's like, yeah, there's still text chat, you donkey. And Discord. You want you abuse knob. and bullying? Wait till you see what we're going to say about your game online, you cunt. <laughs> You know, no scoreboard. Oh, we don't want people to be too obsessed with competitive. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, you dickhead? What are you talking about? It's a team-based game and you take a voice chat. How does the team-based work now, you dope? Someone's typing in the chat. It's a team-based game. I have to talk to my team. They spend, spend fucking two minutes typing and they end up getting shot. Great. That's, that's, that's a great use of somebody's time. You bunch of fucking knobs. Anyway. Speaking of Battlefield. Depression. When will it hit you? <laughs> EA, and this is, this is the title of the article on IGN, EA tells employees it won't speak out on abortion or trans rights. So, just, uh, this was originally reported by uh, Kotaku. And you'd, you'd think that they'd be all for abortion, considering that they fuck everybody equally. <laughs> this... <laughs> <laughs> this was this was uh this is originally reported by Kotaku. I just want to read you this quote. This is from EA uh, as themselves, and it says, uh, uh, "These things are hard and they're personal, and we we all have our own perspectives, and sometimes we won't speak, and that will be upsetting. And I understand that we really do. Are, are they talking about their penis, or are they talking <laughs> about their 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 position? Chief People Officer, Chief People Officer, what a name." Uh, chief a title even chief people chief officer chief people officer what what's his name uh it's uh it's actually i think it's i don't have much uh malasai chief people officer dan doesn't recognize <laughs> trans people <laughs> that's chief uh, people officer dan doesn't recognize uh, people <laughs> so yeah, so Dan we call him Dan told employees during this meeting according to a transcript obtained 
by Kotaku. And I'd like to point out, I'm calling him Dan, not not because like he he is a, a difficult name to pronounce, but because Dan is on the side of uh, a company and, and Dan's role of um, belittling the existence of, of, of people. <laughs> so Dan, I'm going to take away your identity and I'm going to call you Dan from now on. I hope you know that you, in my mind, appear as the whitest man from the middle of Michigan. And that is that is just you. You are you working on a Ohio farm yard, my man. That is that is who you are from now on. You you no longer have you no longer have an identity. Fuck you. <laughs> um, and it just it just says it says as well. Like EA, however, Sony has declined to release any public statements about abortion rights. CEO uh, Jim Ryan told employees in an initial email to respect differences of opinion in response to discussions. Surrounding Roe versus Wade. This is where this all comes from. Uh, by the way, this last week there's been a there's been a thing uh, about Roe versus Wade, and there was an email. The fall sent. of the American Republic. Yeah, <laughs> there was an email. I say there was an email. There was an email that was signed by Jim Ryan, but I don't think it was written by him because it just didn't seem like it was written by him. It, 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 it feels yeah, like they just... generally have um, a general PAs yeah. who will write on their yeah. behalf, and it's just sent out via their name. And there's been different companies who have been, you know, taking putting uh, show uh, taking their stance on abortion and trans rights, and also expressing them on social media. Um, there's two. There's there's sort of I'm in two minds of this. I understand. I understand what you're saying and calling them Dan. I completely, I completely get it. I can also see the point of. I, a company I absolutely is a see the point of a fact of a company is a company and they do not yeah. have to have any political stance on on one hand also like this is the thing right if in this case uh genuinely they do not have to have an opinion they can just say we sell video games go fuck yourself this isn't our conversation on the other side of that if they came out in any way and they were just like also a woman shouldn't be able to have an abortion okay secondly Take your your last quarter's funding and go fuck yourself with it because you have no right to tell anybody what they can and can't do with their own body. Yeah, but yeah. On the on the other side of that, I absolutely agree that like while I I understand why they can come out and support and they can choose not to and whatever. Personally, I think it makes more sense if you come out and support from a financial standpoint anyway, just to be a cold calculating bastard about it. But. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I, I do understand what you mean. They they don't have to come out. They they can literally just be like, yeah, we're a company. We we are literally a, an Excel sheet of profits. We do yeah. not have opinions. At the same, like I understand why you'd come out for obviously your staff and you know the the people who work under you and be like, yeah, these are our our people. We are a collection of our people. Our people are the work we do is provided by these people, and realistically. While a company doesn't need to have a stance for everybody else, I, for example, my company, who I will absolutely not reference, for for any shit or abuse or whatever, I can I can say about them or however I can say if they're great or whatever. My company are are really good in the fact that my company are like you be who you want to be. I do not give a fuck. You, you as long as you are trying your best to do your shit, we'll stand by you and you know whatever like you kind of expect it nowadays considering that most companies want you to work your ass off and spend half your fucking life in in between their walls you know what i mean and the thing is with america america is this weird fucking dystopia where you your healthcare and your life is generally provided by 
the company you work for. In America, if you don't work for a corporation, you're, you're probably not living. You're, you're probably living paycheck to paycheck. And yeah. even if you yeah. are in a corporation, but at least corporations, you know, take care of your healthcare. That is fucking dystopian, to be perfectly honest, that you have to rely on a capitalist fucking thing that has the right to just let you go and leave you in fucking limbo. The whole idea of that is meant to be, that's what the fucking government is for. That's why you're meant to be paying taxes. Um, but that's a whole conversation in the American Republic that's for a very different type of podcast. Yeah. Well, listen, absolutely agree. They don't have to come out and say anything, but I also think that if you are in a country that's going through a particularly hot level of diversity and, you know, like a, a, a particularly, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Tense. Highly friction-based environment <clears throat> of, of political opinions, it, it can't hurt to just be like, hey, the people who work for us, we have their back. We did, we're, yeah. We're not expected yeah. to do anything. But we have their back. Specifically, the fact that EA is in multiple countries. There's one in Ireland. Yes. I'm fairly yes. sure there's one in the UK. There's one in, in Europe, uh, like uh, mainland Europe. And there's there's one in, uh, I think there's one or two in the US. Uh, I think it's like New York and LA or something like that. Mm-hmm. And different studios around the world. That's a lot of stuff. And like, it, it, it's the very least to just be like, our people are, are our people. Like, they, they can be whoever the fuck they want to be. So... At, at the same time, I don't really understand the benefit of... It seems to make more damage to come out and just say, hey, we're not yeah. going to support it, yeah. but we're not going to say anything. Just yeah, don't yeah. say anything. Yeah, I yeah. never understand yeah. the idea of just coming out and being like, hi, I just want to point out that the nobody asked, but we're just going to like paint a target on our backs. And we're already yeah. the most hated company in gaming, but like just hands up, absolutely shoot. Like, you know, I mean, what the fuck yeah. are you doing? What, what? What person? Oh, sorry. Well, Dan's not a person, right? Dan, go fuck yourself. But uh, what person, head of people, thought that that was something that had to come out and and become? Because all it really does, I mean, realistically, the it, it the gamers don't give a fuck. The gamers are like, I don't give a fuck about your business. I give a fuck about the games you're making. And um, mm-hmm. not all of them, obviously. Like Twitter, obviously, now will just go at them. Or like, it, it, the main thing here is like this statement isn't about it's not aimed at gamers right it's aimed at the marketing the it's aimed at yeah. the, the investors the yeah. journalists and it's aimed at the staff they're the yeah. only people who actually give a fuck about this yeah and like it because it affects their their stock market value coming out and saying hey we do not but don't not not support this isn't going to do anything for your stocks mm-hmm. like if, if you wanted to stay neutral keep your fucking mouth shut yeah but yeah. instead of going out and trying to throw digs, I just don't understand it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's just a, it's a weird choice to make. If like, again, because it's, if, it's if, one of those things of like, not like saying that you're not going to say anything is saying something. Exactly. That would yeah. literally, I couldn't have said it better myself. And that's, that's very much the point that I'm, I'm just a bit confused on. Yeah. Especially when, when in, in this particular climate in a particularly tense economic and, and sociopolitical climate, why come out and say that and kind of paint yourself very much into a corner? Yeah. 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 Especially yeah. when what you see right now at the minute is a lot of game studios, you know, having issues with unionization and, and mm-hmm. staff kind of hating who they're representing and a lot of staff walking out and things like that. It's really not a time to, you know, test how willing you are to be like, hey, 
this massive studio was losing a load of people because they're treating their people like shit. That's a massive brain drain from our competitors. Let's try and take some of their people. By the way, we don't support people being people and fuck you if you think that you should be able to control your old body. Like we have, we have stockholders upstairs who need to be able to grab your ass and potentially impregnate somebody and we want to make sure that they can't get rid of that child. Like that, that, that's a roundabout way of like some fucked up shit that you're effectively fucking saying. It's yeah. like, hey, we'll take care of you unless, uh, unless you don't sign that NDA disclosure. <laughs> what's, uh, what's going on there? Have you seen, have you seen Janice from accounting? <laughs> Let me tell you, if she already wasn't suing three members of our board. In an article on IGN, uh, and I quote, a group of quality assurance employees at Raven Software have officially voted in favour of unionisation with the National Labour Relations Board, with a final vote total of 19, 4 and 3 against. The vote count was announced today over, and I say today, meaning the 24th of May when this article was written, over an official webcast meeting. Approximately 28 employees were considered, 24 votes were submitted, and two of the votes were challenged and rendered invalid. The remaining group voted to legally form the Game Workers Alliance making it the first North America video game union at a AAA gaming company. Um, so this this sort of unionization at Raven Software has been happening for, well, since last uh, last November, last January. I can't remember. There is, a, there is actually a great, on IGN as well, there is a great timeline breakdown of everything that has happened since this started. And originally Raven Software wanted to unionize and Activision were like, yeah, sure. And they didn't acknowledge them as a union for months until they finally got their vote and were able to do this. When Microsoft bought Activision, they were basically like, we're not going to stand in your way, continue with whatever you want to do. And so, because remember, a couple of weeks ago, we, we mentioned, uh, we talked about like the, the, what was it, the presentation that was given at Raven Software and it was one-sided of like, these are the bad things about a union and they never mentioned the good things. Uh, we talked about that months ago. And it's These just are been bad that things about of... a union. And the first slide was just a picture of Dan's face. <laughs> Dan's face from EA. This is, you don't Fuck want to be like you, Dan. Dan. <laughs> and it's been like this for the last while where it's been this back and forth. And finally they got a vote and now they're, they're finally unionized. Um, so yeah, I mean, any thoughts? More power to them. Yeah. They literally absolutely do not work for somebody who is... Uh, do not work for a company who is not willing to put its employees first, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I think yeah. companies, especially stockholders and big board members, have a tendency to forget that the people who actually build the company, it's it's not just the fucking the analysts and the you know, the your quality assurance people and your programmers and all that shit. It's also the tiniest fucking customer service people down at the start. The people who fucking came straight out of college and then grinded in the job that makes them want to fucking deep throw the shotgun because it's fucking miserable and going up from that point. Like, you know what I mean? And I, yeah. I think absolutely, if you are in a position that, that you have the chance to make sure, and I, I realize it's not necessarily as much of a thing in, in Europe because Europe has a very, uh, you will treat your people like people because let us make this clear. The people are worth more than you. Yeah. Even though, like, obviously, like, uh, don't get me wrong, I'm not disillusioned in any sense. I'm I'm fully aware of the capitalist fucking side of things, but Europe has a lot of regulations in terms of protecting its citizens. America does not. 
and uh, sees them in the same way that Russia sees its people. Whereas it's just like in Russia, it's like, oh, we we throw bodies at front line. We hope they have child before they leave so that there are more bodies later on. Whereas America is just kind of like, ah, oh, let them kill each other as long as they're working so that they can pump more money into the financial system. Yeah. In a society like that, especially one that, that's pre- predominantly, you know, governed by your whole life is effectively, oh, what do you do? Absolutely fucking more power to you to make sure that you actually have a better quality of life and actually have a work-life balance and actually have the ability to be like yeah i'm not fucking doing that especially in an industry that that fucking uh, crunch hours and stuff like that is the norm and dangerous work habits and effectively overstaying and, and sacrificing yourself for what so little titty yeah. at the age yeah, of 15 yeah. can go on and write shit about you on 4chan yeah yeah go fuck yourself um, so I'm going to, so I'm going to go to the next tab, but I'm going to actually interject a one that I just saw here on IGN as well, because it was only put up a couple of minutes, minutes ago. And apparently Xbox is doing their own affordable cloud, X, or rather Xbox cloud gaming streaming stick, and it's called Project Keystone. So it says Microsoft has confirmed that it is working on an affordable streaming device capable of streaming Xbox games through the cloud. Uh, Windows Central reports that it received confirmation from Microsoft that it that it's streaming dongle codenamed Project Keystone. What a cool fucking name! Yeah, is meant to be an easy and affordable option for people that want to play and access games on Xbox Cloud. Uh, and this uh, this is a quote as well uh, from um, Phil Spencer's letter jacket. <laughs> It's a quote. I'm assuming it's a quote from whoever they're talking. It doesn't give me a name, though, unfortunately. Uh, our vision for Xbox Cloud Gaming is unwavering. Or actually, no, I'm not going to read because it sounds really corny. Uh, <laughs> we love video games ever since we were children. I what what did you like about video games, Dave? Oh, well, I always liked the fact that I could never talk to a real person. And when I was doing lines of cocaine and playing Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Wow, it just made me feel alive. And I said, you know what I want to do? I want to drink five cans of Monster and be a programmer. Fuck <laughs> off. But yeah, I see. This, we had this conversation about um, Google Stadia some time ago, wherein we talked about the fact that Google has a tendency to throw itself in to the deep end without any structure, UI, or basis on what they are trying to provide. Yeah, like like Stadia should have been what Xbox Game Pass is. Well, that's the thing. So they fail every single time because of that. Microsoft yeah. has been building up Xbox for the last 20 fucking years. Xbox services. When I think of Xbox now, I do not think of a single service. I think of it as a wide service that goes across multiple yeah. platforms. If you if you said to me tomorrow, oh yeah, Google Stadia, is it's, it's making a full cloud thing and it's going to be out. I'd write it off. I'd assume 100% it would fail. You say that about Microsoft, I took it as a fact. Like just subconsciously, yeah. just immediately recognized as a fact. And I was like, oh yeah, they'll probably do that. They already have the service in place. They don't need to work on how the service works. They just need to work on how that keystone is going to connect to the Xbox Live service and what's going to be required to bring that down and maintain a, a solid a solid stream of gameplay in terms of lag and stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas Stadia had to work uh, to figure out the, the 95%, Microsoft has to work to figure out 30 because they've spent the last 20 years figuring out the other fucking 70. Um, yeah, I don't, like, I mean, this, like, yeah, like, I mean, they never, it never made any sense with Stadia when they were like, yeah, you can pay for the service and pay for games. Like, that doesn't fucking, 
Like I think even though Microsoft had, you know, they were they've been doing they've been building up Xbox for the last twenty, thirty years, like I mean I think if Stadia had done what Xbox Game Pass is doing, it would have been received much better than what it currently has been. Yeah. Well, I think, as I said before, I have a three-month attention span, and to be perfectly honest, so do, so do Google. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's very true. So apparently, apparently, Xbox was originally in the running to make a Spider-Man game, according to uh, GameInformer.com. Executive Vice President and Head of Marvel Games, Jay on on ong ong as revealed in a book that both xbox and playstation were approached about making marvel video games but only one of the console makers accepted their offer the company declined marvel's offer uh, opting instead to focus on its own ip which i think was a good idea to be honest marvel games are uh, litigious they, they yeah i mean i suppose are, at the time yeah yeah, at and, the time, imagine. Not, yeah. I don't even mean ten years ago. Like I, I mean genuinely. Marvel games have a long, complex history of being absolutely shit, and that does not yeah. change now. Like Sony yeah, already so, have yeah. a relationship with Spider Man, yeah. and they have very good and very well, well developed, high ranking uh, development studios that are fantastic at doing vertical and linear, detailed story based games. That is not the case for Microsoft. Um, Microsoft yeah, yeah. do well in in leaning into multiplayer and also leaning into solo. They can do brilliant solo solo player games, but that is not their main focus. Realistically, mm. historically, the only thing that they could, I'd say, genuinely lean into is something like Marvel's Imperfects. That does not work in today's climate. And to be perfectly honest, I genuinely think that if they looked at the Marvel uh, like stuff, and on top of this, Marvel probably had a list of things that they wanted to make very clear. They were probably like, listen, we want these kind of games and this and this and this. The exact same as when you bring in a new director into like a DC franchise and you see like how many directors leave these fucking franchises because they're like, I haven't, I like, I'm a director. I know what I'm doing. I wrote this fucking script and they will not let me do it because some jackass who's doing cocaine off some hooker's ass in the bathroom thinks that he knows a better idea i believe at some point they they asked uh what was fucking hell uh i don't remember what it was but some producer asked if uh a fame like a, a is it a black character who who is dealing with an issue based around uh black culture in america or something like that and like it obviously like doesn't work if the character isn't now I could be completely wrong I did but it it, it kind of goes down this avenue anyway and the producer asked oh yeah well like does he have to be black can he not be white and it's like no no that's the whole fucking premise of the, of the movie it's, that sounds familiar I just can't remember what the fucking thing was yeah it sounds I, I don't very remember. familiar it, 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 it's a it's a fucking but my my point with that is that I really do think Marvel is because Marvel. Yeah, I've I've had this conversation in the last week, so I think Marvel is starting to get in a downturn now. Uh, I don't know if it's over due to overpopulation. It's fine. It's grand. Like it did. It, it's effectively. I had this conversation with somebody. During Marvel the week movies, where, you mean? Mar- yeah, the the Marvel cinematic stuff again yeah. is, is kind yeah. of because of the multiverse and all that. I get what they're doing, but it is starting to turn into. Um, what i have said before about when you're playing with toys as a kid and the story you make up starts to get a bit too much and you're like okay i'm bored now this is ridiculous even by my standards and i'm Mm -hmm. six and and i think at this point like i i've been talking to people who uh would normally be obsessed over this stuff 
And like, yeah. don't get me wrong, it absolutely used to be like, oh, I can't wait to see new MCU film. Now I'm like, I could give a fuck. Like, it'd be yeah, fun. Yeah. It'll be yeah. in, like, uh, it's an excuse to go get popcorn. But and I think because of how protective they have been about MCU uh, franchise details and stuff like that, um, I feel like that they would be looking for that same level of control and directive control over the kind of stories that are probably looking to be told. And the thing is that like, we'll see with the Wolverine stuff that comes out because Sony owns Spider-Man's contract. Sony can do what, what, you know, what they want in terms of the games and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They probably got the direction of what they kind of had to lean into. Um, And you know, who, who better take it from than the people who actually write the fucking stories. We'll see how well that goes with Wolverine. But again, that comes down to the fact that Insomniac, I assume it's Insomniac doing Wolverine. Yes, it is. Yeah. Absolutely magnificent uh, studio made some of, if not the best games of of the early console era. Uh, Ratchet and Clank to this day remains one of just it's just a a work of art in in so many aspects of narration and character design. And I I really think that Microsoft kind of just decided, you know what? No, we're going to focus on our own thing and we're going to focus on the overall service instead of because realistically what what Sony can Sony can afford to release a game and have it being shit being uh, limited to that game's individual identity and ecosystem. Microsoft, on the other hand, can't. Microsoft is is working on a very delicate ecosystem of games and services and i think if they just ended up releasing shit after shit after shit of poorly made mcu kind of stuff not that yeah. microsoft makes poor games but it's just that i think there's a higher risk associated with it because of the ip of that franchise they probably just didn't want to get you know their nips in a bind <laughs> nips being new ips we're going to coin that yeah no I think you're right I think I think at the time obviously you have to remember like Marvel games were not good yeah Marvel Imperfect's the only one I can think of that I enjoyed and like you have the Spider-Mans but again that's it well I mean you had the amazing Spider-Man 1 but then the second one was absolute shit and I feel like I feel like at the time it's completely understandable for Microsoft to be like yeah no we don't uh, we don't want to touch this because it's we, we, I, feel, I feel like if they had have taken it and they had have tried to do it, I think they would have ended up with the same thing that we've already gotten or that we would have yeah. got before my, uh, Insomniac Spider-Man. I think if they got it wrong and I, so, like, I yeah. think Sony would have got yeah. it wrong if it wasn't Insomniac who done it. And I think, and that, that comes because Insomniac has um, just, they have years of, of this particular type of, yeah, I don't, I don't see it being done by anybody and, else at this exactly. point now. And, and that's the know? thing. I think it, I don't think it's a Sony thing. I think it's Insomniac who saved them from that. And I, I really yeah. don't think that Microsoft could have pulled that off. And I really think that it just would have been a damaging narrative to the ecosystem of them. Maybe to the only something. one I could have seen doing it maybe would have been Sucker Punch, uh, just because of Infamous. Yeah, but uh, to give it when Sucker Punch, but Sucker Punch had the potential to be slightly too dark. True. Because Marvel has a very a very delicate line of bright and colorful and also dark at the same time, and Insomniac done it perfectly with the case of like Spider Man's entire story, even even how Peter like handles things like you know texting in the subway and stuff like that and the loading screens, all fantastic. Yes. But I have actively watched people play the ending of that fight where you find out that somebody knows about something on top of a roof, and they just just because of the reactions that kind of come from it. You know, I mean, like that, and, yeah. and that's a really dark fucking narrative as well. That's at a very dark point of that story. 
and that that's you know how delicate that that the, I don't want to keep using the word ecosystem, but how delicate the ecosystem of that narrative is within that game. And I really Synergy. can't think of yeah, I really can't think of any Microsoft Studios that can kind of do that to the same extent with the delicacy that would be required to to because Spider Man is a very popular a very popular franchise, but also something that can be done very wrong. And people yeah. can look at it and go, oh, yeah, he just needs to be able to swing around. It's like, no, it's also about the world that you're in. Spider-Man yeah. isn't just a character in it. He is a member of a world and reacts to that world and that world reacts to him. You need to work with that ecosystem and environment to to optimize it as well, you know? Yeah. Optimize, another word, another great word. Let me optimize that for you. <laughs> Let me revert back when I find <laughs> out you're a twat. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. During a recent in- investor presentation, Sony talked about the exponential growth it has experienced on PC. In fiscal year 2020, the company saw 35 million in revenue from PC titles, which then shot up to 80 million uh, in fiscal year 2021. In fiscal year War, 2022, yeah. uh, God of War, yeah, 2020 would have been Horizon, I think. Um, oh, Days Gone as well. Uh, in fiscal year 2022, which runs until April 1st, 2023, Sony is expecting 300 million in revenue from PC titles. Uh, I think I I'm imagine assuming, from Uncharted. I imagine so, yeah. Um, I think there's a rumor there's going to be another one announced uh, for PC. They, I think they, it's rec- I, I didn't put it in, but um, they reckon it's going to be Returnal. Um, which is a very niche game. And th- and this I- is the. T- I mean, it's a very PC game, but but the mm. difference between Microsoft and Sony here is that one is building tall and one is building wide. I don't know if yeah. you've, if you've played 4X games or, or those kind of city building strategies, but Microsoft very much building wide, and you know a lot of titles and spread across the thing. They have some great titles, but like you know, and Sony very much building tall making the hard quality games and then also yeah. slowly distributing them out. So even once they've they've come out and they've done their thing, later on they just re-release that on another platform. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And it, it's more than capable of taking it on. Make sure that it's capable of taking on the on the platform without bugs, without failures. And again, you're just it's it's like re-releasing that on day one. But you're just getting it for an entire different thing. And again, there's a lot of people who will have PlayStations who prefer to play on PC and who will be like, actually, you know what, I want to see what I can do when this thing is uncapped, especially if that's a an option that, that they bring into PC play as well. Yeah. Um, additionally, Sony has provided updated sales, f- sales figures for three of its biggest PC releases so far. Horizon Zero Dawn, which sold 2.398 million units on PC uh, so far, of course, uh, bringing in uh, 60 million in revenue. Uh, Days Gone, meanwhile, has sold over 852,000 units with lifetime revenue of 22 million, uh, 22.7 million so far. Then there's God of War, which uh, launched um, for PC in January earlier this year. That has already sold over 971,000 units, bringing in 26.2 million. Uh, all these figures are accurate as of March 2022. So, like you said, it's these games seem to be having a sort of second life, I guess. A returnal life on PC based on these figures. And I feel like it makes me wonder. It's kind of this sort of thing of like the fact that these games that are only maybe five, six years old at the most, maybe 
with Horizon Zero Dawn that they're being th- that they're that they're this popular on PC makes me think that if they were to release these games day and date on PC as well, that they probably would do worse. If that makes sense, yeah, because you because you get to the point where like it's far enough from the release of this game that people want to play this again but better on PC uh, at a higher frame rate, at a higher resolution, you know, all that sort of stuff. I'm also, I, w- I was kind of hoping they'd show, I, maybe they have already previously, I was kind of hoping they'd show off Death Stranding, Death Stranding sales numbers to see how well it did on PC versus on console. Because that, that would give you a good example of what would happen if they were to release exclusives close to their date. Because Death Stranding released a year after. Uh, it launched on console so you could kind of gauge that i know it's not the same so it's an app it's you know it's it's comparing apples to lasagna you know that kind of sort of because that's running is just a weird fucking game love a bit of apple lasagna to be fair veggie lasagna it's 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 a different game to compare completely to god of war days gone on fucking horizon but it but it would give you an idea of like what the possible sort of benefit it would be or detriment even uh, to release a game within a year of its console release to see how well it does. I imagine it would probably anybody who is on PC and also has a PS5 would just buy it on PC. So how many? I don't know how many people that is on console at the moment on PS5, but I imagine they would just buy it on PC uh, if it became day and date. Um, it would mean you don't need a console. I wouldn't buy another PS or another PlayStation if I could get all my PlayStation games on PC day and date. You know, like literally you've you've bridged the gap at that point. You know, yeah. I get all my Xbox games on PC, uh, exclusives, whatever ones they are. And now you're getting your PS5. So really the best place to play is PC. <laughs> oh, it's happening, Patrick. The, the, the synergy, the emergence. The synergy revolution. The, the, trans, the trans console release brain hemorrhage is happening. And it's PC. I guess, it, I guess it's PC. Uh, so we're going to move on to the to the discussion bit that I created, Patrick. You created discussion, did you? You you created conversation. Is that what you're saying? Huh? Where is your Where is your <laughs> trademark on my words, cunt? What's uh, What's the crack here? You know, you you signed up to my T's and C's when you started this podcast. Do you like how I I start this discussion every single I'll time? Fucking T's your C's in a second. Consistently, uh, and say that I created it. Um, but yeah. Our discussion topic for this week is why do we like movies? So let's just let you sort of popcorn. <laughs> just let you sort of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Marinate. That's the one. Marinate on that and just think about it for a second, Patrick. Why? Why do we like movies? Why do we watch them? What's the reason for them? So honestly, you said marinate, and then I just started thinking about pasta, and then I just kind of <laughs> forgot what the question was. Well, fermentate, fermentate on it a bit. Then the apples. Ferment, ferment your brain juices into the question of why do we like movies? I say, why do we? I mean, I'm talking to you, obviously. Why do you like movies? What's the reason? I, I, I do not like movies. I cannot. I genuinely struggle to sit in one spot for two hours and a focus on the screen. <laughs> well, I know it sounds then. like I'm being difficult. I cannot fucking stand <laughs> movies. I Why will watch TV series. I will watch 40 minutes. I, and even then I will get up. But you don't have to, you don't have to twice. be watching movies regularly to like movies, but like, put yeah, it this I, way I then. fucking hate movies. 
I, I cannot fucking stand them. No, that's that's me being dramatic. I can stand them. I just do not like them. Well, put it this way. Why do you like the movies that you like? What's the reason for liking them? I was eating cheese and crackers at three o'clock in the morning and I needed something to watch that would, you know, keep me entertained while I eat no, that's, that's cheese the and reason, crackers. That's the reason for watching them. What's the reason for you liking them? So the Batman, for example. Okay, I'll give you another example. Uh, I know you love this movie. Uh, Fantastic Beasts. And we're t- <laughs> so the Martian, right? The Martian, the movie there you that go. doesn't inspire that's one. rage. Yes, exactly. Sicario. Another one you I've like, never seen it? Sicario. Oh. Shame. It's a good movie. Yeah, I've I've heard, but I, every time I've looked, I've only ever been able to find Sicario two, and I wasn't <laughs> going. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know, and uh, like on one side, maybe it's escapism that it used to be about stories, but then the thing came in nineteen seventeen. Another one. There you go. I used to like stories for the. Sorry, I used to like movies for the stories that they mm-hmm. they told, and then I realized yeah. that I didn't like that. That I just spent an hour and a half to two hours in a world that I wouldn't get to see anything else on. I'd have to scroll the, uh, scroll the internet to, to find a sentence that would, you know, build on the world a little bit more, or there would be a yeah. book. And as a kid who wasn't a big book reader, and especially the fact that like it was fucking nigh on impossible to get, I didn't have internet too early on because I met in the countryside. So it was nigh on impossible to order any kind of specific book that would follow on from a particular movie. It it, mm-hmm. it started to get to a point then where I was like, okay, this is getting a bit annoying because I don't actually get to, <laughs> you know, live in these worlds. And then when yeah. I found a movie on a topic that I really liked, it would suck, you know? Yeah. I, like, it, but again, you'd love it because you're like, oh, I, I get to look at a visualized version of something that I'm really interested in. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Look at um, uh, Clash of the Titans. You know, the one with Liam Neeson? Yes. Unfortunately, yeah, every uh, yeah, exactly. But to me, it was like I love ancient Greece, ancient yeah. Greek myth. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. This is class. This is brilliant. This is fantastic. Movies, fucking horrible. But at the time, I was like, perfect. Got it up for me. And then as uh, as as TV oh, series, oh, actually, Clash of the Titans is the first one. Wrath of the Titans, I think, is the second one with Liam Neeson. Yes, yes, it is. And and, and uh, uh, Ray Fiennes or Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes, I think. Ralph Fiennes, yeah. As as Hades. Yeah, yeah, but this is the thing: is as TV series was that, was, that, was that your brain remembering the shit in that movie? I, I just think <laughs> was I've that pause of like oh, quite a God. large amount of it. To be perfectly honest, oh, God. Um, I just remember a large. Remember, do, you remember that, remember, do you remember that? Do you remember that bit where he goes? Uh, where what's his name? Is this, it's Perseus, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Is it Perseus? I think I'm thinking of a different movie. You're thinking of uh, you're thinking of uh, um, Immortals. No, I'm not. No. It's just that these a lot of these movies seem to have the same characters. Well, they do. I literally use the same characters. Yeah, actually, yeah, it is. It is Perseus. It is Perseus because their version of Perseus is actually what happens with Perseus and Immortals' version of per- Perseus is not Perseus at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, do you remember? Do you remember that bit? Remember that bit uh, where Perseus walks into Olympus and all of them are taller than him? They're all giants. Well, they all are actually meant to be taller than him anyway. And Humans are only meant to be effectively then. the height of like up to the knee of a god. Mm. I quite like the mortals though, more so than obviously more so than Clash of Titans. Yeah, and I think movie. it's because they they but. they went down a more realistic 
kind of thing of like I, I get one was more mythology based but theirs was more like an actual it was nearly like they were like yeah I'm I'm an alien rather than a, a god even though they were very clearly gods but it was kind of that thing of like they were they were physical you know yes. like manifestations yeah, yeah. of a particular thing yeah yeah but uh yeah then then when I kind of spent more time with TV series and stuff like that and especially with the internet I started to get more individualized um worlds effectively Yes, I started to see series as, as more comprehensive worlds and, and a better take in a story. And to be perfectly honest, most of the time in my experience from what I've watched, series are generally better than movies in telling the story that they're trying to tell. There are certain movies that absolutely are brilliant for what they are. The Martian, I don't think would have been an interesting TV series, but it makes an absolutely fucking spectacular movie. And the exact same thing with 1917. Some things are better as a high budget TV series um, of like, 10 to 13 episodes and some things are better as a a movie that is shot properly cinematically and using proper storytelling and and cinematography to get that let's look at daredevil for an example and everybody Mm -hmm. knows that ben affleck's daredevil is the best daredevil and there's no comparison the only it's the only movie daredevil but then when we look at uh, that shit what is what is what is what is double d logo Obviously, I'm taking the piss because we just need to flip these over. And I don't even know if you just picked up because I think your brain automatically just like filtered out that I said that the the movie was the best version and the Netflix version. So clearly, that's not true. (coughs) The movie is a travesty in every potential aspect. Oh, I just remembered Colin Farrell as Bloodshot or Blood fucking whatever, Bullseye, whatever the fuck his name is. Oh, God, no. It's a great time. But yeah, that that whole movie in every aspect is just god-awful. But when you take the time that was obviously required to build on that character rather than him just, you know, flirting with some woman in a fucking coffee shop because he can sense which one the honey is and which one the mustard is, then you kind of get an idea of why it is and why it isn't. So in that case, yeah, I don't really like movies, to be perfectly honest. I think, Mm. especially nowadays, I think cinematography used to mean a lot more and now it doesn't, especially when you look at things like the MCU. Movies are great and they're fine, but they don't really get the... Yeah. (laughs) In the general sense of what you consider cinema in terms of like, you know, cinematic movie like 1917 or The Irishman. Yeah, you see, I I don't. For me, cinema, that isn't cinema. Like, Mm. and like that, that's the thing. They are like quality movies, but I see cinema as just like shit movies. That's just fun to go and eat popcorn. You know what I mean? Yeah, but there's a very... I suppose it's kind and of... And that's the thing. Those yeah. ones that I'd go to see in the cinema, realistically, like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like, weirdly spend money on them if I wanted to get the actual copies of them. Like, I would watch 1917 and I would enjoy 1917. That movie is magnificent. And again, mm. the work that goes into it, the acting and all that stuff. And it's not to disparage any particular acting or the process or anything like that. I just think that recently, or in my experience from the 90s to now there has been a decline in the level of quality that went into storytelling of like a particular movie it used to be a case that i'd turn on the tv at nine o'clock on a saturday there'd be a a different movie every week could be anything and Mm -hmm. i would absorb all that information and like there, there was different ways to tell stories since then everything has just kind of become more you know i don't know pop cultureized in terms of like it, it serialized in terms of trying to tell a story everything realistically follows the same like how can we catch this oh it's always going to be this and this and this and superheroes yeah. and magic and that's cool but like at the same time it, it it lacks the depth and and veracity that i feel like old cinema used to have there was this movie that i i never would have watched 
in any fucking sense or case of my imagination. And I think it's a Bronx tale, if I'm right. Yep. And effectively, the story is um, he's Robert a kid. Nero. Yeah, a kid who's a kid of Robert De Niro and his dad's a bus driver and uh, yep. he sees a crime and he ends up just uh, not ratting out the criminals to the cops, criminal or the mob, the mafia. As a result, he kind of becomes like the adopted stepson of <clears throat> the godfather, the the like head of mm-hmm. that particular crime family. And that yep. story is about him growing up in, in two worlds, one of him like never being a part of crime and anything like that, but growing up around all of those guys and being loved by that family and also living in his dad's world where it was very much law-abiding citizen and doing the right thing. And him falling in love with a girl who is by all means just a just against like the 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 culture and the world at the time and it, you know how his worlds react to him like going for she, she's effectively she's 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 part of a different territory because it's like two warring gangs as well and on top of that she's she's African American. And he's Italian and this is, I think it's set in like the 60s or or 50s. So there's obviously racial tension there as well. This was before, uh, you know, it got to the point where it is now where America sees people as like white, black, Asian, Hispanic. Uh, This is like, you know, oh, you couldn't be Irish American that you weren't really American because you were Irish. You couldn't be Italian American because you were Italian. There was always like, you know, racial diversities because that's what America always was. And it's only now that it's become more condensed and more satirized i would never have watched that kind of movie and that to this day remains one of my favorite movies it's a fucking Mm. magnificent take on storytelling and and i and a human connection and the diversity of 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 people and and how people transcend the general ideas of good and bad and you know that kind of stuff yeah that to me is real cinema and that to me Mm. is is a real story you know something that that actually takes more than just oh well peter you destroyed the universe, so I'm going to have to put it back together. But I have to go and shave my goatee because it's always this perfect shape. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love the MCU stuff. It's really fun. I wouldn't consider it movies. I really wouldn't. And I know because mm. the, the first time that that was said to me, I was like, you pretentious cunt. And this genuinely comes as somebody who does not give a fuck about movies at all. I was more excited to see The Gentleman, more excited to see 1917. I was more excited to see just generally those kind of movies than I have been to see any the Batman. Movie. Yeah, yeah. And again, because because of the actual work that goes into the storytelling. Not the, not the like, oh, I'm going to say this and say this and say this and say this and yeah. say this. The stuff that the props and the set and the like, the things that like you pick up without me needing to think about it by me mm. understanding why things are in set, the actual yeah. way that things were meant to be told, the way that yeah. they used to infer the storytelling, not just have to tell me the storytelling. Yeah. And maybe, look, I'll be honest, maybe it's because those kind of movies, MCU, are obviously aimed towards not only kids, but teenagers as well. Whereas the other ones have a bit more depth and a bit more character and obviously have a bit more of darker tones and more realistic tones. And, you know, maybe that's where I get it from. I enjoy them, but at the same time, to watch those movies, the ones that I love, I need to be in a very particular mood where I have to be willing to sacrifice a level of emotional energy that, to be honest, I'm mostly too tired to fucking sacrifice anyway. So I need to be in the right mindset to actually watch them because they, they're actually engaging in their series. 
generally i'm not a big fan of movies generally i will stick with you know tv series because i feel like i get to spend more time in that world and i get to enjoy that escapism just that little bit more and even if it's at the risk of the storytelling i feel like i get to live with the characters a bit more until i pass out in the middle of the night you know what about you you, you said a lot of a lot of things there kind of remind me like when i think i can speak for both of us like when you're younger you kind of watch just whatever uh, you watch, you know, you watch all the Batman movies, the old Batman movies, you watch the Blade movies, you watch the Daredevil movies, the Elektra movies, all the superhero movies and all the shit movies. Like, you know, I don't want to call Beverly Hills Cop shit, but it's those types of 90 movies that you kind of watch. And you don't really kind of, you, you not that you miss out, you don't have any interest in those other movies like the a Bronx Tale or Goodfellas or, you know, Reservoir Dogs or... The Godfather. You don't watch any of those types of movies until you get older. And then it's sort of the reason why you watch those types of movies. And this, I suppose, is true for me is that because you have less time to watch all the shit movies or what would have been good movies in the 90s that kind of seem to just kind of slip through the cracks and continue to be made. Like one, for instance, uh, that I just, you know, that I can that I can remember seeing something about is Rebel Wilson. And she's a teenage cheerleader. The woman's fucking in her 30s. Or, you know, like, why is this type of movie still being made? Why, why are these things, why are these movies still being fucking made? Why is she <laughs> pretending? I Obviously, it's acting. But at the same time, it's like, it's like Meryl Streep acting and pretending to be a teenager. And that's an exaggeration of, you know, but still. I'm going to say something that I feel like is slightly insulting, but it, I, I, it's something I always kind of, I never really found funny in the, I, I, I think Rapper Wilson's lost a, a lot of weight. She looks great now. She looked great then, to be perfectly honest. But like, mm-hmm. I, I think that there, there's a particular subgenre, which is always like, oh, it's the funny fat girl. Like She's got a personality. She's got a thing. And it's like, yeah, but she's also a, a fairly good actress. Like she, she can carry this stuff off by herself you you don't yeah. need to put her in these ridiculous situations like she'd be funny yeah. in a serious plot as well you yeah. know what i mean and i think yeah it's just there's a there are a lot of movies that you're just kind of like why this is just like it, it's not even comic relief it's just fucking stupid like yeah, sure, take, i feel like take um jason batum in in ozark yeah yeah like yeah. he all all he did was com- i say all he did a lot of the stuff he did was comedies and all of a sudden, yeah, he but does that, this. that's the thing. Like, look, you, you, a comedy's look. I get it, brilliant. I fucking love a comedy. And at the same time, I, in, in cases of like uh, in some of these movies, some of these movies that are just ridiculous, you're like, you spent three hundred million on the production of this, mm-hmm. and you are expecting to break even. Like, were there not yeah. better scripts that weren't? Oh, look at this girl who thinks that she looks younger than she is. It's like, or you could just rely on her actual acting talent to tell a fucking story yeah, yeah. a bit more than just, you know, don't get me wrong. Again, it can just be fun to, for actors to just kind of do their thing. And, and, but I also think that that on-screen chemistry carries a movie a lot more than you'd fucking think it does. I mean, a big thing about the reason that the Oceans movies were so popular is because that was just a big group of friends who just loved each other and just wanted to hang out. So they went and made movies, you know? Yeah. Christ, that's the reason that Hot Fuzz and, and Sean the Dead were so popular. It's because of the, yeah. the chemistry that goes on between uh, Simon Pegg and, and Nick the Frost. tree-flavored Carnetto. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, yeah, I get what you mean. Uh, I think it, it, it kind of just comes down to quality now. Yeah, so like, obviously, yeah, like you were saying, you know, you get more development in TV shows. It's one of those things of like, is even though it's only, you know, let's say it's an hour and a half, two hours or whatever, is it worth 
the two hours you're going to spend watching it. And I think for me anyway, as you get older, you know, you get less time, you decide to pick and choose your movies much more. You know, you you decide to, uh, at least for me anyway, I usually let a movie sit for a while and see if I still want to watch it later on. And I, by later on, I mean like in, in a couple of days time or whatever, if I just like, am I still thinking about watching it? Do I care at all? And it's it's like you were saying about cinema as well. It's 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 those in-between movies that come out of nowhere. And it's and it's usually coming from directors that um, don't make a lot of movies or, or that are not part of anything else. Like Martin Scorsese, like like uh, Quentin Tarantino, like Christopher Nolan. For me, like uh, Denny Devu, whatever his name is, that did Dune and Blade Runner and The Arrival. It's those directors that I kind of follow, and even Guy Ritchie as well. He does very unique sort of styled movies that you can kind of tell this his style straight away. And it's for me like those those are kind of cinema. Those are kind of the one offs, um, with the exception, of course, you know, with you know. The, you know, the Batman, uh, it's a superhero movie, but it is a great superhero movie. It it has amazing cinematography. It has amazing, amazing color, uh, amazing, you know, actor, acting, characters, story. Um, and that's kind of where I kind of fall in on sort of movies and why I kind of watch them. I don't watch the main reason I watch them is not because of what they look like, but it's usually firstly the director or possibly an actor. It's in it. Uh, and then I kind of go from there and see what it's like. Like 1917, the reason why I wanted to see that was not because of the actors. It was because of the fact that it was made to look like a one shot. Then I kind of found my appreciation for the cinematographer of that, which his name escapes me. Uh, Roger Deakins. Oh, I thought it was like Sam Smith or something. And I was like, shit. <laughs> He's, that's a musician. Roger Deakins. And then I realized that he did a lot more movies that I like, that I realized he did. A, uh, he did I think he might have done Spectre, uh, one of the James Bond movies, or Skyfall. I can't remember which one. And he's done some movies that I don't know, that I don't like. You know, he's just, it's one of those things of like, he's done that many movies. And then I kind of veered off into that, finding cinematographers are like, um, like the guy, I don't know his name. He did The Revenant as well, the director and the cinematographer, both I like. And I first found him, the director specifically, and actually I think the cinematographer as well, uh, through Birdman. And that's kind of what got me into him and the cinematography and then also made me watch The Revenant as well. I say made me watch, I probably would have watched The Revenant anyway, based on the fact that it was Leonardo DiCaprio. And I do, like, I mean, I'm like you, I, I kind of, it's one of those things of like, what kind of mood am I in? Do I want to watch this movie or not? Maybe I'll just watch you know, three episodes of this, of this TV show with more character development that I would get out of this one and a half hour movie or two hour movie. And I think it ultimately comes down to the movie. Like I drop a lot of movies quicker or rather I drop a lot of movies more now than I would have six, seven years ago. And I would also drop a movie quicker to watch a TV show. And if I'm doing that with the same movie on separate occasions, then it's usually a movie that's not worth my time. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> it comes down to like, you know, obviously Marvel movies, yes, but like you were saying, they're kind of becoming a little bit like, yeah, I'm kind of... A bit stale. Uh, don't get me wrong. It really, it, it is, I understand why it's fun. I know that it is fun. Yeah. It's also a pattern and a theology like give me, at this point. Give me a Marvel TV show instead and I'll happily watch it, you know? Yeah. Don't, don't I'd, care I'd, what. I'd it could be, it could be about Ant-Man, they... you know? 
and I'd watch that. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like they they are using them to like tell different kind of stories and different kind of styles. Look at One Division. That yeah, now, I'd like to see a lot more things kind of come out like that, where it's a bit or more Loki. stylized and not always the same kind of just templated shit every single mm-hmm. time. But it is it is given more of an opportunity to expand the world. I just think also some of the movies make these ridiculous big leaps where it's like oh all of a sudden there's a head sticking out of an ocean, but nobody references the fact that there's a massive <laughs> head sticking out of the fucking ocean. Uh, and it's not just massive like and, that i mean genuinely that, what's yeah. the point of having the mini tv series if people aren't going to comment on the effects of the world from the big movies you know i mean yeah, i like, feel I mean, like that's the entire fucking opportunity i don't think people realize the scale of that celestial like that is insane that is genuinely insane the size of that and i actually really enjoy the eternals as a movie as as i suppose in quotes cinema because it is visually different to any other Marvel movie I've ever watched. It, it, you know, it has much more character in many movies. The story is very different. The color palette is very different. Similar, but different. It's just a well-rounded, well-made movie. And like, give me a movie, give me a Marvel movie that's similar to that movie. That's, that's, you know, it's not like it's, it's, it's kind of, that's where the, that's where it started to be different. I say that's where it started to be different most of the movies that's come out since is just, you know, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange. That's really the only two that have that are of note. No one seems to want to to, to, to to reference that massive celestial that nobody can get rid of, but also nobody questions the existence of the universe now. Yeah, how many pricks happened. who normally climb Everest are like, I'm going to climb up onto the top <laughs> of his head. <laughs> I like, I no, I, I genuinely do love movies. I just don't love all movies. You should talk to EA. Marvel is getting a bit stale now because of the fact that like even though no, there's less they've, of they've them they've come so far I'm starting to think they've that they're just to afraid the top. to break they've, the pattern they've, they've peaked as it were in Mount Everest and they're, they're just yeah, on the and, and now I think they're they're not willing to take the risk to, to stay there yeah I well, see, they're, they're trying to establish with cinema, you need to as well but that, that's the thing so I think it, is it cinema though because like they've stopped Kind of and Sam Raimi. In fairness, um, I haven't seen Multiverse of Madness, but to be perfectly honest, like at least he brought new shit to it. You know what I mean? Mm. But I think that that's necessary. It's the same with WandaVision. Yes. I think that that those those risks, those cinematography challenges, cin- cinematographer uh, challenges, <laughs> are required to mm. to both keep the world there, but also to bring character into the individual storytelling of each one look at james gunn's uh guardians by comparison to whoever the fuck's uh the first avenger you know what i mean like the the storytelling and the narrative style that it's told in it means a lot to a story and i do think that marvel well i understand why a character isn't going to be like hey hey tony hey fuck you tony what's your name ezekiel Fuck you, Ezekiel! I get why that's not in it, but at the same I watched that yesterday and it still makes me laugh. <laughs> I get why that's not in it, because obviously it's very PG for what for what it is. I'm not expecting Westworld season one, but like at the same time, if you are not willing to take the risk and kind of push the boat out a little bit more, now the thing is you created the first proper connected universe. Yeah. And your your goal is no longer to continue to expand it. Your goal is now to keep it alive. And yeah. you're not going to be able to do that with stagnation. That's the problem. 
I I I had a conversation about uh a, uh at somebody I I know who their work is like a scoring system. I think every corporation is like a scoring system. So like they score you one to five depending on how your work yeah. is doing. And uh, he had been working his ass off nonstop just every day, more work than anybody else. But like I mean, chap was promoted, grand. In that promotion, he just done all this work nonstop, right? Outstanding. He'd initially normally always gotten, let's say, a four or a five, particularly hard to get a five, right? Mm-hmm. Then the next year comes around and they're like, oh, yeah, so we're going to give you a three. And he's like, why, 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 why am I getting a three? I'm doing more work than everybody else. And they turned around and they were like, yeah, but that's your norm. So yeah. we expect more from you because you're not pushing yourself. And it's like it, 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 the exact thing. Well, firstly, in a corporate situation, really do not push yourself past yeah, what you should no. really be doing because, like, fuck like, them, right? Yeah, like I mean, don't. Yeah, like do exactly Secondly, what you're meant to do. In, in terms of in terms of the movie, that that's pretty much what this is going to be consistently. Like everything that yeah. goes up will and must come down, and eventually, and, and like I I do think we're starting to see little bits of rubble before a landslide of of quality to be perfectly honest like eternals was a particularly big flop don't get me wrong again mm. really liked it should have been a yeah. series you know what i mean yeah. here yeah. here is a time where you really need to pick and how you want to use that cinematography if something is going to be better with a long told story across multiple episodes or if something can be told cinematographically is this cinematography cinematography with cinematography uh, to better encapsulate the character and the vision and the feel of that character. To be perfectly honest, I think Moon Knight probably would have been a better story, realistically. Uh, meh, not necessarily, but we had the potential to be a better story as a movie and to better encapsulate the actual world itself. You could have called, cut out a lot of shit there and added it in and made one and two going after Harrow. Mm. I, I, you, you, there was a lot you could have cut down there and built it in, right? Or yeah. a, a big thing that I think that they really should be doing is I think they should be using TV series to build up characters initially and then you can use the movies to proper expand them. You get the best of both worlds and then the characters that you are discovering for your TV shows, you're turning them into movies. You know, I mean, you're franchising mm-hmm. just random actors that you're getting in and growing yourself. That That has its own benefits. But like, I mean... Yeah, yeah. Again, it, it turns into a different conversation. It it turns into a story about franchises rather than a story about stories and fra- franchises as opposed to a story about storytelling or cinematography. And yeah, I just like if you ask me which you did, I suppose, like what's some of my favorite movies, like cinema. I I genuinely I can name like three. Like off the top of my head, 1917, The Martian, and I fucking love The Gentleman. I, I love Guy yeah. Ritchie's style. It's same with, with Sherlock Holmes and, and yeah. RDJ. I, like, I love that. I thought it was brilliant. And yeah, that, so like there, there is a, a definite characteristical, char- characterizing difference. I know I keep trying to add ill on the end of everything, <laughs> but um, there, there, is a, there is a specific partition in my head between movies and cinema. Of course, yeah. And I'm very picky about like if I'm willing to invest the time into one or if I would do, like get more from watching a 20 minute comedy or watching it at like a, a thing on on well not Netflix anymore because that's about to go down the shitter but like everything else you know what I mean like look at Bond all on Amazon Prime like whew, if I if I'm going to watch Bond and then I watch one and then halfway through I'm like you know what something a bit lighter yeah I'll probably go to a TV series you know but realistically yeah. I never have that issue with Bond nobody mm. does. 
no woman's ever complained about his timing. <laughs> I've actually, the last couple of days, I've actually been thinking to myself, it's like, I want to watch, I want to, I, rather, I want to rewatch Mission Impossible movies. They're just really well-rounded movies. Some are not as good as the others, but they're just, yeah, you've always no, got that, that random like you, twist. Henry Cavill's mustache is a, is a character. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and look, that's the thing. They're, they're those those stories that, that have the fun side of it, but also, you know, actually do a little bit to tell a story. Again, there's always an in-between. Yeah. Mission Impossible have, I, I think it's Mission Impossible 1, and this is the thing about its cinematography. There is a point where in, in the background you, you see one of the main characters and they're talking or something like that, and you see uh, the person who kills them in the background like injecting the needle into the thing, into the vial to like pull the yes. poison out. But they're all focused and they're in the background. Yeah. And you're like, it's in it. You know, I mean, you're aware of what's happening, but you aren't being fucking force fed the information. Yeah. You're, you're not being force fed the narrative, which makes it a lot more interesting. I, I think one of my problems with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I'm, I know I'm picking on Marvel, but I think with the the current trend of this kind of stuff is that everything has to be exposited. You're 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 not allowing the consumer, which isn't the right word. You're not allowing allowing the viewer to connect the dots themselves and enjoy yeah. the story for what it is. You're trying to force them to see what you want them to see instead yeah, of it's it's you they're, know, they're, using, they're, t- they're telling it's, instead of showing. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Like I understand you don't want to pick a Marvel, but it's the best example <laughs> of. There's there's a there's enough movies there to to get good examples of what not to do. Exactly. Um, Look, the bigger you are, the easier target you are. You know, yeah. like fucking hell. How how often do we go off on Ubisoft? Yeah. You know, you don't want to fucking yeah. start the fight, guys. If you're not willing to stand up and <laughs> fight yeah. for, you're going to lose your position. Uh, so now we have come to the part of the show, Patrick, where it's the end, and now it's time for final thoughts. This week, somebody said to me, oh, well, at least you're keeping busy. And all I could think of was, yeah, I'd hate to be fucking relaxing by myself for a second. Yeah, fucking whacker. <laughs> God forbid you spend some time by yourself, Patrick. As long as it's not with a fucking rock climber. <laughs> Because I need a fucking alibi when I fucking kill the bastard.